0: and welcome back to the BitCast, episode 262. I'm supposed to welcome myself back first. That's the first note I have here. Nice. I think I should also explain that Ainsley Bowden, our fearless leader, is having some technical difficulties, which is why I'm in the top left corner and why we have a different outline today. But I'd like to welcome, of course, Dan Rodriguez. How you doing this morning?
1: Yeah, Ains has died, Travis said, and uh, yeah, I about lost it. I was like right in the middle of the uh, intro. And, yeah, oh gosh. It's a shame, man. Means died. And only two more to go. Yep. <laughs> the mission is nearing completion
2: here. Oh boy! Yes. Yeah. Uh,
0: Technical difficulties, no death. I promise, audience. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, kicking. that's Travis, our favorite stand-up comedian and IGN reviewer in the bottom there. How you doing that's this right. morning,
2: Travis? I'm doing great. I saw somebody asked in the comments. We're going Joker today.
0: Oh, nice. are you ever not the Joker
2: that's a great question I will not be answering I will not be taking any questions this time though
0: <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first folks Travis will not be uh, for the rest of the episode that's right yeah. all right oh, so I do have some notes here we'll see we've welcome to be back I I was out for the week um welcome and back. then it looks like how, how, how was the lake? The... I'm sorry Dan
1: how was the lake
0: well, the what? lake was good. Uh, nice. the, it was my favorite it's my favorite rental property. We've gone there a couple of years in a row. And nice. as we were trying to reserve our stay next year, we were told that the owners had sold the house. So it was kind of a sad leaving, but we had a good time. Man. That sucks. Just buy it. Yeah. Just this is what happens it. when you can't afford your own lake house, Dan. <laughs> what can I tell you? <laughs> we have to buy ours.
1: I mean, it's it, ours is not a house house. It's more of like a Kansas house, which is like a really nice trailer, but it's right on the lake, so it's really nice. Oh, this we lake house that we love so much is 900 square feet. It okay. is a box. Yeah, that's ours, basically. It's got a kitchen, a bathroom, a living room, and that's about it. Yeah, there ain't much to it. Hmm. So. Yep. So it was a good that's vacation. My apartment. Yeah.
3: 900 square feet. <laughs>
1: Uh San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That sounds spacious to me. Nine hundred square <laughs> That's beautiful.
0: Oh man. Well, it was a good trip. Thank you for asking, Dan. And then right. you have a comment from James that goes like this I'm an accountant and I'm watching firsthand as rising interest rates to the highest rising interest rates rise to the highest they've been in almost 20 years, which is longer than I've studied accounting. And it's changing a lot of about the decisions businesses are making the short version is with interest rates this high delays cost a lot more money i'll explain if you look at an environment where cyberpunk was delayed so many times the financial cost of that was just extra dev time because interest rates were near zero if the game doesn't go on sale for an extra year or two there's no financial impact to waiting a year but in a world where a game makes 100 million dollars on launch day you can put that money risk-free in an account that will pay you over 5 million a year in interest any delay you make in addition to paying for the extra dev time now also has to make up for that extra five million in interest that you get that you don't get by releasing a game a year later. So any delay had better sell a hundred thousand extra copies of a game on launch day or even more over a longer period. What do you all think about James's comment?
2: Hmm. Where was this? This was on like our show on YouTube. Uh,
0: Ains polls comments from wherever he gets them. It could be his DMs. I don't know. It just says comment oh, from. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I where it,
2: it sounds uh, sounds like something that would happen. Uh, I Oh, we got Ains back.
4: I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. Can you hear me?
2: I can yeah. hear you. Yeah. Oh, my God. You sound as it... good as you get.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So not great, but serviceable?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah. All right. It's, that's, all the right.
0: that's the Probably Ains better special. than my normal week. We were just talking <laughs> about interest rates and the time value of money, Ains.
4: Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah jesus good morning everyone um so i went to log on like i was a little later than usual about five minutes prior to the show and my camera was flickering so i went to replug on the usb when i did that i leaned on the power button on my pc so everything shut down and then for whatever reason that sent everything into a tailspin and i have rebooted three times my mic wasn't working i've tried three headsets like all hell broke loose so sorry about that but i am here have we uh where are we at?
0: We just read James's comment.
4: James's comment. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, James uh, often comments on, on BitCast. Um, so always some insightful stuff. What did you guys say about it?
0: We hadn't said anything. I just finished reading the comment and had
4: <laughs> <Okay>. solicited
0: <laughs> uh, input from the, from the crew here.
4: All right. Yeah.
0: All right.
2: Right when we started answering it, you popped up.
4: Nice. I love interrupting good conversation. That's what I do. Yeah. So. Or our
0: conversation either way.
4: Anyway, please continue yeah. as I continue getting set up here, and then we'll we'll move on.
0: Right. Well, I, will I, mean, say I... this, oh,
1: hey, listen, let me do this real quick. My wife is an accountant. I don't know anything about this. I am uh, mathematically challenged mostly, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I yield to her. Um, and to you guys, because I have no clue.
4: What's is she available means- for the podcast? <laughs> no, she's got a
1: headache, which is why I'm in this different room. I'm in my son's room here. You can see the uh, the uh, over here, right here. The tiny shirts, Barrel, little Cracker Barrel, two star.
2: Does he work at Cracker
1: Barrel? <laughs> he
2: does. Both of them do. I got oh boys. my god, dude! You started a family at Cracker Barrel. You <laughs> met your wife there. Now you yes. have your kids working there. This is yep. just.
4: This that's is actually insane. how Cracker
0: Barrel
2: finds its employees.
4: That's pretty yeah, much that's it. it. Yeah, that's pretty how, much it.
2: How are you? How is your life so involved around in a restaurant I hadn't even heard of before this podcast? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> this is crazy, know,
1: it just, it, Yeah, it just kind of happens. And wow,
2: you know, we're, like the, we're like the farm system here for, for Cracker Barrel. I stuff. didn't realize that there was uh, wow the world. We all exist in pluralities, guys. I don't, I guess. I think I I I
0: have the Cracker Barrel hat you all sent me somewhere around here. I just have to find it. Nice. Nice. Those were the days. I opened that um, that box up in the hospital. Cracker Barrel paraphernalia. Yeah. (laughs)
1: That's
2: right. We did. Interest interest rates Hmm. causing uh, game delays to be more costly. That sounds like a real thing. I, I assume interest rates and. Uh, inflation cause uh, everything to become more expensive and therefore need to sell more copies. But um, I don't know how... I don't know if people are making business decisions based on this, because games do cost years and millions of dollars to develop, and I feel CFO like...
0: CFO definitely is. There's, there's going to be a margin yeah. on what it costs to put something on the shelf, whether it's done or whether it's not quite done. And yeah. you valuing a whole bunch of stuff based on how valuable money is right now versus how valuable it is tomorrow. So as interest rates increase, that time value of money decreases to a point where you really don't want to put things on the shelf. That's correct. Absolutely. The other aspect of it, of course, is that money tomorrow is worth less also in an inflationary environment because you can buy less with it. So yeah. on a micro, we understand that for bread and eggs and milk and whatever. But on a macro, companies understand that for everything they want to do with their hundreds of millions of dollars
2: yeah but yeah my, my point is that there's always been and always will be leverage or push on the uh the people crunching the numbers side on the artists that are trying to build a thing that's not new yeah, they like to have a product uh, out the market they do yeah yeah and the economics when the economics are bad that pressure or their leverage their push that push and pull relationship probably leans more toward one side right the business the suits need to Tell the artists that there's a reality
0: that they're. Yes, that they're well, to basic. be positive and yeah. friendly towards the suits, they would like yeah. to keep the company in existence. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it. I'm. I'm not. I'm not
2: bashing on the suits. I'm just saying that that relationship will always exist, and I actually think is a good thing because if you told artists, say, hey, when do you want to put your game out, they would say never, right? You because when, when <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's perfect, yeah, is Star Citizen exactly. Um, I, I think that it's a healthy part of the gaming ecosystem that there are business people that are kind of putting some restraints or, or barriers around when a game can come out and how long it can be in development. Um, but you know, it's definitely not a good thing if that's get, if that gets pushed too far. I don't know if we're seeing that though. I mean, I'm seeing games come out that maybe have their own problems, but that I don't know would have been necessarily resolved by more development time. Um, but yeah, that's interesting it's an interesting that explanation
0: out. for why 2023 is hit like it has, because we saw those delays in 2020 and 2021 and 2022. Yep. And we got to this year and we're really not seeing anybody push past it so much. A little bit into yep. quarter one, 2024, but not nearly as much as we saw it's last year. It's normal stuff though. Yeah.
2: It's not like anything crazy. So I think if there comes a point where you know, games are coming out half baked, and it's very clear that they didn't have enough development time to work on it. Then that's a problem. But I don't know that we're seeing that necessarily. So
0: no, I wouldn't I mean. imagine so. And the cyberpunk example that James raised is the is the other pushback, right? Nobody wants to be cyberpunk again.
4: Exactly. Right. right.
0: Yeah. Well, is this now is this
1: happening? I don't know any economic anything like it, so. Like say a, a a game dev in you know Denmark. You know, for example, or, you know, as opposed to one, say, down in Austin or something, you know, are they going through different, you know, I don't know what the inflation rate is in Europe. I don't know what
0: the hell. It's a global you know. inflationary environment. Some countries are worse than others. Okay. Yep. All
4: yeah. So, right. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And we're generally, certainly not I the mean, only one feeling the effects.
2: Sure. Yeah. We've gone through, like, recessions and global recessions before. And whenever it happens, I mean, game companies are hit just like everyone else. Uh, But especially because you are a recreational, non-essential industry, you're usually the first one to take a hit, right? It's pretty easy to just buy fewer games if you're in dire financial straits. So I think think stuff like the games industry and movies and that sort of stuff will always be impacted by economic conditions. But I don't know that it's such an impact that it's like fundamentally changing the pieces of art that they're putting out. Um, At least I haven't seen it a ton. With, with, you know, very uh, specific exceptions like Stalker 2 because of a war and stuff like that. But yeah, we exist in a world. Games are going to get impacted by stuff happening in that world for sure. They yeah, they don't live in a silo.
4: Personally. Yes. Yes. Well, appreciate that, guys. Um, so I noticed that I'm whiter than normal, which is a tough thing to do to pull off. Um, wow, so That's crazy. Yeah, I started I, to try I didn't to. I did notice that. I did. I started to try to fix it, and I was like, you know what? I'm better off not touching anything right now because we're working. So um, I'm just going to go this way.
2: You have a ghost-like appearance.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'm here in spirit. I'm here in spirit. (laughs) It's (laughs) Um, not new, though. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, Did you guys do happen to shout out Diego? Or you might not have known what that's about.
0: Uh, no, I went straight to James's comment. I didn't know okay. shout out. I honestly, I read it as f- shout out for San Diego, so <laughs> I just skipped it.
4: <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough.
2: He, he's fair not enough. a big fan of San Diego. But uh, he's, yeah, he's no, there. he was he goes, like, yeah, I whatever. They deserve it. I don't think San Diego. San <laughs> Diego.
4: <laughs> uh, just a quick shout out So uh, Diego, if you're not aware uh, Diego, a good friend of Dan and I Who has been around a very long time He is the graphic artist who has done a work For a lot of podcasts across the gaming community And he has done the vast majority Of season gaming graphics for several years now Really uh, stand-up guy uh, A few months ago he lost his Father-in-law In um, then It was, it was uh, this, earlier this month Oh yeah, it wasn't even that long ago, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. August 6th. Um, Earlier this month, he lost his father-in-law and uh, some financial struggles have hit the family and they are now being evicted from their home. So um, it's uh, not a good situation for him. Like I said, really stand-up guy. I don't share these things too often um, because you know there's just uh, a lot of them out there. But uh, in the link in the description on the Season Gaming side, um, in the link in the description, in the description, there is a link on the Season Gaming side. If you feel feeling generous, uh, have anything you can spare to help him out, that would be... uh, very appreciative so appreciated so all right um why don't we jump over we've got multiple super chats already googleman came in early as always so why don't we knock those out before we get to what we're currently playing and we start to talk about things like uh armored core six
1: uh googleman I think he missed last week, didn't
4: he? He did miss last week, yeah, but yeah, he's what back. happened,
1: dude? I'm glad you're His back. This Hogue
4: wasn't here. He didn't, he didn't That's care. It. Maybe, no maybe
1: I am man. You don't <laughs> know. <but laughs> that could be. Uh resub to uh, Game Pass uh, in the wait for Starfield. Start playing Slay the Spire again. Uh, Michi Rich, Matcha, Chocolate, Sand, or Bomb? I don't know what any of that means.
4: Meiji, but, Rich, Matcha, Chocolate, Sand. Yeah, I don't know what yeah. that is either. It sounds but sounds
1: like a military code. Yeah, Travis, <laughs> can you translate that from San Franciscan to uh, normal language? Uh, I believe it's a
2: food of some kind, and I'm sure my fiance would know all about it and tell you three great places and us have to get it. But I, I don't know <laughs> enough about stuff like Perfect.
4: that. But, right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. Googleman, good to see you back. Hope you're doing yeah, well. Googleman was, was gone because it was his
2: birthday. Yeah, I, I mean, that <laughs> still doesn't preclude it from being Hoag. We've never seen them in the same place. <laughs> That's <So>.
4: true. <laughs> very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, Google, uh, Hoag does kind of look like a Googleman, you know? Yeah. He does. It does. does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, P.E. over on the Hoag side, a uh, member for 12 months, so best thing I ever did, love to you all. Thank you very much. Nice. And by the way, I did oh, mention yeah. last week, I believe, that our member chats are on both channels are now popping up Mm -hmm. on our side so we can share them so feel free to put those through yes don lionheart back in house
1: don liar with a five dollar super chat hello big cast anyone else's condo association roofers puncture a fire sprinkler pipe and cause large (laughs) amounts of water damage to your walls not here
4: oh boy oh boy that's yeah trouble yeah that's not good but at least right, it's not. It doesn't sound like it's your personal home in the sense of you're responsible for it. Um, although mm. a roof doing it, you probably wouldn't be responsible for it anyway. But yeah, uh, hope uh, hope that gets worked out. Don, sorry to hear it.
1: Not great.
4: Thank you, as always, for the super oh, chat and taking time away from your wet walls apparently to, uh, he's to got join another one, one right after that. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah, no, just me. Hope my OLED is waterproof. <laughs> it's been
0: a fun week. Man, mm. Don, that, $5, like that would drive me nuts. Oh,
4: yeah, that, that's no good. I'd lose my, uh, I'd lose it. Yeah, sorry to hear, Don. Um, hope everything gets worked out. Uh, and Shush back in the house.
1: Yeah, Shush with the two euros. How was the Cauldron Lake Hog? It's Alan Wake reference.
2: Is. Well, Alan Wake like reference. reference.
1: It's
0: not a lake; it's an ocean. It's
2: an <laughs> oh. ocean. Come on, guys! Brush uh, up not on your a way.
0: Cauldron Lake, but. <laughs> I was playing on Cauldron Lake earlier this week. Um, it was great. Lake houses are awesome. I highly recommend looking at lakes. It's very calming.
4: Agree. Nope. Big agree. Big agree. All right, Shush. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Currently playing. What uh, I have been playing Armor Core 6, which we will get to. Um, I've also actually been playing a game I can't talk about. I feel like Travis for a change. Um, Noised. Yeah, so I can't talk about that one. So Is it I don't Starfield? Have a... No, it's actually not. It's a different game. Um, I can
0: talk about all my games. I'm not special.
4: There you go. Go for it, ho. Kick us off.
0: So I've been playing a number of games since I was last on a couple of weeks ago, uh, including Stray Gods, which I know we want to talk about because we're all into musicals on this <laughs> podcast. I
2: talked about it last week, so oh, yeah, okay. we're, I'm, I'm okay. in your corner. Uh
0: Atlas Fallen, more Diablo 4 Season 1, and I really like the announcement of Season 2, so we can talk mm-hmm. about that if you want. A game called Fort Solace, which you may have yep. seen at Gamescom opening night. Uh, Immortals of Avium. Jeez. More Rain Code, which I know we talked about weeks ago. And then Alan Wake in uh, presage of the 13-year-old sequel.
3: <laughs>
4: nice. <laughs> All right, start with Stray Gods, then, because we did touch on it last week. I know Dan shared uh, that he loves musicals, which I think probably surprised some of the audience. It surprised um, me, yeah. <laughs> so how are we doing? How do you like yes. it?
0: So Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, is excellent. It's it's not much of a role-playing game. It doesn't have a lot of movement in its plot line, and you're not picking a lot of things. It's more of a visual novel with just a few choices here and there. It's but, a telltale game with music. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it doesn't use an episodic structure, but yeah, it's Telltale. Speaking of which, actually, I've also been playing The Expanse, I forgot that.
2: Nice, yeah, I've been playing as well.
0: Um, but it's really good. It's the music is not what I was expecting. I generally speaking, when you hear musical, when you see it in like a Star Trek or a sitcom or somebody that does a musical episode, they go for the full bombast of a Broadway kind of musical. And Stray Gods is very much not that, it's a lot lighter. It's a more delicate sensibility with the music, but it's really tricky if you if you look at what they've done. You get options within the songs, and they can change the song types. They can change the instrumentation. They can change what is happening within that song in a way that is really unusual and, and in my brain, hard to do. And they pull it off pretty well. There's some clunkiness on some of the songs when they transition and, and what happens with where you are at. And it's not a fully polished <clears throat> software. There's a bit of issues with volumes that I was having from. Oh yeah. 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 Volumes. Uh, but nothing that I don't think you can't patch. I highly recommend it. It's an interesting story. It's well told. It's a good mystery by the end. Um, and if you like that, if you like murder mysteries, if you like Greek gods, if you like anything at all about that, if you're just a big Troy Baker fan, he's in a ton of it. <laughs> you can, you can get a lot of Troy Baker in stray gods. As a matter of fact, you get Laura Bailey uh, can fall in love with Troy Baker, which is a really interesting feeling for a modern video gamer.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Who did your romance, Oak, in this dating set? So I have to say game. my
0: daughter played through the playthrough that I was watching with her. She loves Greek so She dive. went
2: with Troy Baker. Yeah. She went with
0: Apollo. We had a lot of jokes about him refusing to button his shirt.
2: But, yeah. Uh, he makes I, jokes about it, too, in the game. She, uh, she
0: went with Apollo.
4: That's fair it's though. Dan romance good. Troy Baker as well. So. Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. that's
2: that's guy's really let's really get much some fan art of that. I do.
0: Can we get yeah, anybody man. can make some <laughs> fan art.
2: Troy See Baker so. and Dan. Can he so. Dan wears a
0: little <laughs> game awards <laughs> hat? God no.
2: Dan Rodriguez so, and Troy Baker holding each other in their arms. I, I think yeah. that's great fan and art. In that right?
4: AI art yeah. style against the tides Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can, can yeah, you somehow give us both yeah frosted tips?
2: That would be good. I, I don't know about that, but I'm, be, I'm for it. It really,
0: is, it really is some of my favorite voice acting of the year. I think, I think they mm-hmm. were really into it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's really well done. Uh, I mean, we got to shout out
1: Austin Winnery for the score, man. I mean, the guy that he's one of my favorites. It's one of the reasons I'm I'm on the fence about it. Troy Baker, huge, negative Austin Winnery, huge positive. Uh, he's done journey. He did a, uh, uh, what was the one? It's awesome. Winery, not Troy Baker. Awesome Baker's yeah. not in Journey. No, 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 no. Journey should have been <laughs> music for it. Yeah, the pathless. <laughs> what are you doing, Journey? <laughs> he's done a ton of stuff. Um, <laughs> the band too. I wanted to be in Journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, Just keep on band. believing, dude.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, he's great. Um, I haven't played the game yet, but it's it's on the
0: list for sure. Nice. Uh, yeah, Laura Bailey, I would call out as just having a tremendous acting performance and just a really good singing voice, which was unexpected. Yes. Um, and so if you're, if that sounds at all interesting to you at all, I highly recommend Stray Gods. It's not a full price game. It's about a seven-hour run-through maybe uh, if you're going through, but it's it's a good mystery. It's, it's well done. If you're looking for something smaller than diablo or armored core or starfield or any of these other huge forever games i highly recommend it (laughs) yeah uh i i
2: also played through it Uh, my fiance also chose apollo because we let her make the romance decisions in this household um which was fine i think it was kind of the most boring romance option in the game to be honest but you know whatever milk toast um and uh Yeah, I I do like it. I I agree with some of the clunkiness with the music and the transitions. It also feels to me like a game where they had all the voice actors record their own audio from their homes because of the mic quality (laughs) inconsistency and the uh, volume. The the sound mixing in general is just pretty rough uh, with some of the voices feel like they're screaming at you. Uh, you. So, yeah, which is really uh, uh, jarring. Um, And then also it does have that... um, that stop motion animation with the still images that it's not really like fully animated, uh, which frankly, I think that the game probably would have been multiple times better if they had full animations, because I feel like that's part of what I look for in a musical, right. Is movement, you know, usually dancing goes hand in hand and you can't really get
0: that. It is a motion comic type style, but I think one of the things I was really impressed by actually was how much they used a kind of dynamic camera to have stylized musical moments, especially with things like shadows and just imagery and and doing things that are maybe not as normal as you'd expect in that style, which is just, you know, face, 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 wide shot, establishing shot, talk whoever's talking. They did a lot of dynamic camera movement. I, I really like the Nazi song. <laughs> Yeah, all right. uh, I,
2: they 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 definitely make the most of the. Do you style want to clarify
4: that, that at got. all? <laughs> so, uh, so well, con- context happening. would
2: probably be important. H- Hoag's just a big fan of Nazis in general. <laughs> Anytime they've got a musical number, "Springtime for Hitler," his favorite, loves it. <laughs> yeah. Can't get enough. <laughs> it's about
0: topping the nazis people uh, or, or God's to the nazis. but they do a number of pans over things like stained glass windows and you've got this awesome stained glass window with like uh nazi guns and like atomic bombs and things that is just like wow can you even imagine that window existing but they do a lot of cool stuff with that it's a good it's a good song <laughs> it's not a celebration of Nazis.
4: Not- it's his favorite <laughs> anthem. Yeah. Would you call this backpedaling? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's kind of nice when the when it's something. Yeah, else. I'm just gonna. Say. It's just it's, it's,
2: it's cool that they put music to the you know, Uh Hogan's really been waiting <laughs> for that to drop. <laughs> I think
0: uh, it's called. I think that song's called "We Let It Happen." Um, yeah,
2: it is uh, a cool. Yeah, it's that's great.
0: But yeah, good. it's a very good song.
4: That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's um, a
2: decent game. And I think probably overlooked in the pile of amazing games that have been coming out recently. But I, I mean, I I played it in like half a day. You know, we just sat down and played for a couple hours and got through it. So it's definitely one you can uh, make time for if you want to. And I'd recommend it. I think it's pretty good.
4: Nice. What um what platforms is on? Do you know everything?
0: I played it on PlayStation.
4: I okay. played on Xbox. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Someone was asking if The Expanse is on Switch, and I quickly looked, and I didn't see that The Expanse was on Switch. I don't Switch. think it think is. It okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> you mentioned a bunch of games there, Hogue. Um, someone asked in the chat about Raincode again. I know you mentioned that one a couple weeks ago. How's that going?
0: Raincode is great. Rain code, you have to have a tolerance for long dialogue scenes and long <laughs> cut scenes. Um, a Kojima right. fan. No, a y- Yakuza fan right in the, Yeah, right I mean, clear, it's a mystery right? done by, like, the Rampa people, and so they take a lot of time to talk. They take a lot of time to explain what happened in the mystery, but they're really weird, and it's a noir in a way mm. that video games don't usually do, so it's got a lot of institutional thoughts about a fallen city that's run by a corporation, essentially. It's really, really good. Good. I really, really like Raincoat, but you have to have a tolerance for long cutscenes and anime tropes.
4: Fair enough. Yeah, you lost me, but that's okay. I got that's one okay. or two of those. Yep. <laughs> um, what else? I know, again, I know you mentioned a bunch of games there. or if so anyone Immortals else... of
1: Avium
0: was a, was a big one for now. Yes. Him. I so love Immortals a, of Avium.
4: That's a so new release uh, this week. Yeah, new release this week. Uh, reviews came in. It looks to be about in the seven-ish range, I think, on overall once everything's tallied up and i've seen some people playing it i have not played it but i know uh luke over at xbox expansion pass is enjoying it what do you yeah. think
0: if you guys don't know Immortals vivium is what we were calling magic call of duty it's got some call of duty <laughs> pedigree it's got a lot yeah. of money behind it it's an ea original which just makes them publisher uh yep. of what amounts to an indie game but it's got a lot more money in it than you would expect from an indie game and it's more than magic call of duty it really is interested in telling a story about a place and using characters in a way that modern Call of Duty campaigns don't appear to be to me. Um, and so I recommend it for anybody that likes story-first, first-person games. Um, you know, the the Wolfenstein reboots.
2: Nice. Um,
0: that kind of thing. Things. There's dialogue trees, there's a lore codex. It's that kind of game.
4: Okay. Um,
0: and uh, it's a lot of fun. The, the combat is... <clears throat> Maybe not as smooth as they would want it to be. You've got kind of a, you've got kind of a, a pistol uh, spell and a shotgun spell and a like an automatic spell as your primaries, and then you can gain different equipment and armor and get different powers. Uh, but it's it's a really interesting place that wants to be essentially an RPG with its storytelling. Uh, and having just come off of Final Fantasy 16, I think it's arguably more of an RPG than that. Uh, that doesn't it's, not mean it a, it's
4: not saying a whole lot.
0: It's not saying its story is as good or that it'll go as big, but you do get these huge kind of Call of Duty levels with like things flying around and giant Argonaut type statues falling over and all in the midst of something that you actually care about. At least I did more than modern Call of Duty campaigns
4: nice yeah it's um you mentioned it being an ea original it's uh ascendant studios uh which was actually founded in 2018 so it's been five years since they were founded uh and as you said there was developers there i'm reading uh the the preview we put up of it from electronic arts and telltale games and call duty devs um so over 100 um full-time developers there so as you said pretty big budget in terms of an ea original
0: it feels Um, big
4: yeah yeah so uh that's good to hear i was um When I saw the reviews, you never really know what to expect with something like this. But I guess it kind of fell in in terms of a a, a freshman effort, you know, from a a major what is a new major studio. Uh, And sadly, as we know, it's releasing in the heart of, as we keep saying, many of us keep saying, one of the greatest time for games ever. So I kind of felt bad that it may get really overlooked because we talk a lot about originality and new IPs and wanting to see new kind of things. And this is that this is a studio trying something different who had a clear vision of what they were trying to achieve. And it sounds like from you and others I've spoken to, and generally speaking, they've kind of achieved most of that vision, which is cool to see.
0: I really like it. And it's got, I can't remember the actress's name. It's, it's got the lady that was used to be destiny. Uh, uh, uh,
4: nope. That's like Gina
0: Torres, I want to say. Um, but she's, she's, she's your general and walks you through the stuff in the game and, okay if you if you like that kind of fantasy if you're a novel reader if you like something like a mistborn it's got that kind of vibe
4: gotcha cool very cool but yeah that's out now reviews are out there and like <laughs> i said some of the shows and people that we uh, often have on this show are talking about it as well so you can check that out very cool yeah,
0: i really like that one a lot i've been having more fun with that than armored core but that's because i suck at games apparently <laughs> yeah, what, what yeah, armor
4: course,
2: armor course, pretty challenging. I just started playing it last night. Um, nice, cool. Yeah, I, I want quite... to try Mortals of Avium. That one's been, I bought it, I just haven't had time with all the Starfield. shit. So,
0: yep, I really yeah. like Mortals of Avium, highly recommend. Um, I've also been enjoying Fort Solace, it's much slower. It's a narrative first game, you walk around, you see things, it's essentially. If you imagine walking around a dead space environment or a uh, Callisto protocol environment, but there are no zombies or or monsters.
4: And no combat, from what I hear?
0: Right. It's a a walking simulator. It's an adventure
4: game. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. It got kind of panned a bit, I saw, um, in the sense of uh, there was some very negative commentary around it, I guess. I don't know if maybe um, it wasn't what people expected. I don't really know um but I mean, uh that's yeah. probably, it, was probably,
2: it was probably they they saw a trailer with like eerie environments and thought oh there's gonna be monsters popping out at some point and then they never do but yeah if you if you know that studio you would never expect that from
0: them so yeah i don't
4: know yeah i don't know it's i know it's sitting now i was just trying to look it's sitting at a 55 on meta right now
0: um Yeesh, is... surprised me because it's it's highly produced. And okay. again, another place for the voice acting is good. I know I'm not allowed to yeah. say good things about Troy Baker, Dan, but. He is good. <laughs> He's good at what oh, he does. I mean, that's, I'm not that's saying he doesn't. I just can't stand the guy. He's not the primary in Fort Solace either. It's Roger Clark.
4: Oh, there you yeah. go. Roger's yeah. a legend. Come on. All yeah. I
0: He's good. Um, so awesome. I've been enjoying it. I haven't seen any reviews, but I, I'm a sucker for a narrative game that puts money into its environment and, and sure. tries to tell a story
4: well and i think i think it's important to remember especially in a year like now with so many big games that um you know we talk a lot about kind of gems you know just because a game gets a five or six or seven or whatever it may be doesn't mean there's uh, not good qualities or good fun to be had there i think uh often we get too wrapped up in the whole meta conversation and it kind of detracts from people experiencing different things so cool 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 um Travis, Dan, you got anything you want to talk about in terms of what you're playing?
2: Yeah. um, uh, Hogue, I I told the the boys this last week, but I had sort of a renaissance week the week before Starfield where I was able to (laughs) catch up on every game I have not finished. And uh, one of those was Cyberpunk. So uh, I just want Ains, who still hasn't beaten Horizon, to know. And I want Hogue, who still hasn't beaten uh, Xenoblade 3, to know oh, that I started I, that
0: back up again at the lake, by the way.
2: Really? So I'm 48 oh. hours are still, behind. But... Are we still in Chapter 4? are we where are we? Chapter at, 1.
0: Man? I restarted. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. Oh, no, he's never going to do it, boys.
1: Anyway, you have um, to with games like that, though, man. Because
0: then you forget so everything. Fun. That's so man. funny. No, um, I, did start, I did restart that.
1: Obviously,
2: the main thing I've been playing... The last two weeks has been Starfield, which I am not allowed to talk about. I will be able to talk about it on Thursday, August 31st. I'm not doing the review, but I have a ton of thoughts about it. Obviously, I'm coming on. I'm, I'll, I'll have finished it by August 31st for sure. Um, all the stuff I want to do in it anyway. Um, and then uh, the I'm also playing uh, Skull and Bones.
4: Because, I was going to mention that today. So I yeah. got invited to the test, but I'm playing this other game. I can't talk about it at the all. I can't even games? say the name so uh yeah there's a playtest going on right now for skull and bones
2: there is and i will say uh, i played maybe six hours of it um it's uh it's better than i thought it would be it's, it's pretty good considering the game's been in development hell for like a decade you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. i think the first time i heard about skull and bones was at like e3 2015 it was like <laughs> a very long time ago guys mm-hmm. um and uh but yeah considering that like surprisingly pretty good the 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 closed beta has some tech issues and whatnot but like uh you know you're going around a ship shooting things it's got story which i was surprised to see it's less like uh sea of thieves people will steal from you and more like you actually can't attack players that are just minding their business they have to do certain activities where they're sort of like challenging the server yeah exactly and then uh it's more like co-op going around and killing AI and and it's like kind of got survival game elements where you stop at islands to collect resources and build better ships and you can have a pet lemur with an eye patch, as I'm want to do um (laughs) that's all Travis has wanted from yeah dude (laughs) it's really really all I wanted um yeah so it's pretty interesting but I'm going to write about it I'm going to do like a preview uh next week so you can take a look for that, but uh yeah, Skull and Bones. I
4: I can't so, believe that
2: it it's actually exists. What is that
0: currently aimed to release, Travis?
4: It doesn't this have year, a release date, right? Isn't
0: it? I, think I don't it is think this so. Year. Oh well, if it doesn't so. come out this year, I would be very surprised.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think Are we, it's we, probably going to come out this year.
4: Yeah, we can double check, but I was gonna. um I was actually going to – the reason I put this on the notes is I was going to defend Ubisoft a little bit because uh, we, we've had our fun with Skull and Bones uh, multiple times on this show. And I haven't played the recent build, so that's good to hear that it seems to be uh, kind of better than you thought it would be. Um, but I, w- I was kind of reflecting on Ubisoft where they sit right now. And if you look at where they're at, right, they've got Assassin's Creed Mirage coming out, which you know we'll see how that performs once it releases. But it looks excellent uh great. i know the assassin's creed fans that i talk to uh, are really 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 hyped for it um and keep in mind let's give them credit where credit is due they've gone back to the more classic assassin's creed formula which is what they're at least a subset of their fans were really asking for so i think that's um praiseworthy well, they've got the
0: both. i think they're gonna run both
4: they are they are i mean yeah. they're investing crazy amounts of money in the ac um the prince of persia 2d game looks fantastic from uh, parts of the old Rayman team, it looks incredible. I played, which I spoke Great. about a few weeks ago, the Crew Motorfest. Which, sure, you can say it's a, a copy of Horizon, which it is. I mean, through and through. But it's also very well produced. It plays very well. It looks beautiful. I think that's going to do well. And I saw this week that when it comes out next month, they're giving everyone the chance to play it for three days for free, the full game. And then if you want to, you know, if you want to buy it, you can buy it and keep your progress and all that, which is a very cool thing to do. Um, and then you have Skull and Bones, which, as we said, they've had to have invested ridiculous amounts of money in by now because it's been in development forever.
2: Yeah, the um, opening uh, cut has like 19 Ubisoft studios on it. Like, it's like <laughs> literally it's like <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, I'm, I'm, I'm like,
2: dude, every you, every Ubisoft office in the world worked on this game. But going by the credits, dude, they like call out every studio. I was just like, wow, this is
4: yeah, but I mean, what they could have done, you know, they could have scrapped it or they could have let it come out in this kind of nondescript form we played earlier in the year, which wasn't very good. Right. It seems like they're saying, no, let's try and get it right. And they're doing more dev time, more play tests. Um, they did the same with um, I'm going to forget the damn name of it now, but I played it uh, recently. They're uh, shooter. That's Call of Duty like. But um, oh, anyway, but, yeah, yeah X Factor. Something it it like does
2: it does look like they have a release date though, and it's not a specific Defiance? date. But they have a window. The window is like late this year, early next year. So, I would have it I, for
0: November. So, yeah,
2: I, I think it'll probably be early next year at this point because they have got Mirage coming out this year. But um, yeah, yeah, if it, X Defiant, there it is. X um, Defiant, yes. If if, uh, if it comes out. My guess is they're probably keeping a loose date because they still are getting feedback and changing things and fixing stuff. But yeah, it is at least shaping up more into a game I'd want to play because in 2015 when it was announced it was just going to be a PvP version of the uh, Assassin's Creed boat fighting. It was basically Black Flag, but hey, let's put that in a little sandbox and make it like a For Honor type game. And now it has a lot more to it than that. I was kind of surprised of how much of a game there is. Um, so, yeah. Interesting.
4: Yeah, so anyway, I don't, I don't need to go on, on Ubisoft. But, I mean, I, I think, you know, we've joked before that I feel like we're a little too harsh on them sometimes. Um, and it seems like these next round of games that they're delivering is pretty damn solid. So, let's recognize it.
0: I, leave, yeah. I like Ubi, but I'm, I'm going to miss Immortals too.
4: Me? Too. Yeah, that's a shame, for sure. It was surprising, too. It got canceled. Yeah. So sad but uh, but I do think surprising. I thought that game did pretty well for them and it was very well received critically. So um, I don't it's know like what EA happened. Twitter, they're
0: putting their money in their, they're putting their money in their franchise baskets. Yeah.
2: I, I would say probably just didn't sell well. I mean, Twitter isn't a real place. It's very much True. not representative of like True. the the consumer on on a whole. So yeah, game gaming Twitter is is It did
0: okay. It's just ROI, right? They think Assassin's yeah. Creed dollars will be better yeah and i think they're right
4: yeah they've got four assassin's creed projects in the work so um anyway uh well that's cool that's good to hear that it's shaping up a little better yeah i didn't um i didn't jump in into this latest round so that's good what else you got
2: uh, man i've been playing so much it's like all blur
0: well i mean man you guys are crazy we did skip oh. Atlas Fallen again, which I think got skipped primarily when it released for the most part, but it's okay.
4: It's okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Box box quote. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I beat Ghost
2: Trick. Did we talk about that recently? We did talk about that. Ghost Trick. Yeah. I beat that game. Great, uh, great ending there. Um, and then uh, I've also, I started playing Armored Core 6 last night. Uh, right before bed in anticipation of us talking about it today because I wanted to be (laughs) able to at least say I got through and beat like the first boss or whatever. Um, And uh, so far so good. I would say it's not, you know, I'm not in love with it as a game right now, but I I think it's, it's pretty decent. But, you know, I I imagine this is probably from softwares like
0: B team, trying some new stuff and doing something a little different. So, Well, I, I remember liking armored core back in the day. And this seems to have bitten off a little bit more of the Soulsborne than I would have liked to be added to the Armored Core framework. But What about
2: it as Soulsborne?
0: Uh, it's clearly framed in a difficulty level that the prior versions were not. So just the difficulty? Well, just the difficulty is certainly a way that you can frame it. But when you get to a boss that is before a save and before you can customize your mech, I think you can feel like you didn't get to the actual game before they give you a place where you're not saving and they just have it be artificially hard before they explain how the stagger bar works. Oh
2: are you talking about the uh, helicopter
0: you fight right I'm about the the helicopter
4: yes oh, okay interesting the tutorial boss yeah.
0: you can link me to get good if you like, but
4: <laughs> no, you're not alone. I mean I, I saw other people struggling with it as well I, um, and I
0: think that's a mistake. You can say, oh well they they, they did their vision. I'm not asking for an easy mode on the whole game, but I think when you're designing a game, you have to think about the fact that people have only just now played it. It's the first mission. It's designed to make you feel powerful. You're going into the city, and they don't explain how basically anything works before they just say, here you go. Sorry, you can't go on to the actual game that you purchased.
4: Yeah, I uh, and I will shout out at this point, too. I spoke to uh, our good friend Cerebral Paul, who, uh, if you're not familiar, he has cerebral palsy and he does uh, accessibility live streams for Xbox and, uh, and other things. And he was commenting that from an accessibility standpoint, it's very challenging, too. Uh, it's not very supportive of that, you know, uh, being able to, to Hoag's point, being able to allow people that have uh, accessibility issues to overcome their challenge either. So um, Yeah, and my yeah. left hand
0: is an awesome I mean, I'm not. I'm not telling you this is everybody's experience with this game, and so I'm working through stuff when I play every game. But I think that that's a difficulty spike that is unwarranted and doesn't work well for actually getting you into the video game.
4: Mm. Okay, that's the worst place for it, really. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough for me to comment on on such things um, because I I I I, um, I beat good. that boss. No, no, no. I just, I, I beat that ball or I died on that boss on the first try. But as you guys know, like, you know, I love from games and I love souls games. So that, that wasn't a tough expectation for me, but I, to Hoag's point, I can certainly see how this is a different franchise, right? It's not a souls game. Um, and, um, I do just, or I do agree, excuse me with the fact that, um, it's kind of weird to put this little tutorial area at the start with a boss that for some people can be challenging and you can't even save. So like, I had to run like I had to leave the house and I was at the checkpoint at that boss. So I, you know, I thought I saved, I left the game, I came back and I had to go through the very start of the game again. Oh, uh, okay. and I was yeah. And I was like, that's, that's not great. You know you get what I mean? Like
2: right before the boss gets summoned, right? When you're skinning, You do, Mac but you have Mac to Mac
4: stay Mac. in the game. If you leave the game, you got to start over. So, um, and then to Hoke's point, once you beat that tutorial boss, the game actually starts and you get access to your garage where you can modify your Mac, right? and then i have now gotten three or four missions past that i have about four hours in it something like that um and now the part shop has opened up so you can start to customize your mac and buy different parts and That's i it's great. it yeah it's starting to get really cool um i haven't gotten far enough to uh to really talk about it in depth but um i'm hoping for me personally like i love the customization and building out your mech and those types of things but i'm hoping there's more to the world like i don't want every mission to just be go fly and blow stuff up, fight a boss and move on. Like that's going to bore me. So we'll see. Seems, um, seems
2: like that's what it is. Like uh, might our, be. our, our, our mutual friend, uh, Ben from the, from gunfire yes. games. Uh, he, yeah. uh, he just beat it last night and he and I were talking on discord while he was playing it. And he was like, I mean, it's okay, but it's, it's sort of like a, he kind of got the same impression I did, which is like, it's sort of their B team trying some weird stuff and making an interesting game. But, uh, he wasn't really blown away by it. So, um,
4: it's interesting because uh again not to go back to the meta conversation but it scored extremely well right it's another very very highly rated game I think it's like 87 or something um which is you know that pretty seems damn high
2: to me I mean I've only played the first couple levels but it seems a little high to me yeah that
4: that's what I need to see too like I'm a from stand but I'm not gonna speak unintelligently on it in the sense of i haven't played enough of the game to really speak about its depth so i want to play more we'll talk more about it obviously as time goes on here um next week i'm sure we'll be dominated by starfield talk of course um but um you know we'll keep playing armor core six and see what happens but uh on paper anyway it seems to be a pretty big hit um a lot of people playing it especially given the time frame we talked about and um you know i i think it does say something which it feels almost like a slight even though i don't I know you don't mean it that way, Travis. When we say it's like their B team, but if this is from b Team, they're doing okay. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, um, I don't. Think
2: it, I don't think it's a bad game at all. It's just, yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know.
3: Yeah, it's, it's I, a good I mean,
2: type of game. It's it's a lot more linear. It's less like ambitious. It's just like, hey, let's make a cool, almost like throwback mech action game. It kind of reminds me of like older, you know, mech games. You go through and. Lots of bullets flying and missiles blown up and stuff yeah. like that. But I guess I just the thing that hasn't clicked to me yet is why this is like special or different from Agreed. other like mech games I played before. I just haven't seen that yet. I don't think like we've gotten
0: cut. one in twenty years. Yeah,
4: that's yeah, what I mean, I'm, I'm waiting to see story. too. Yeah, I'm waiting to see too. And, and you know, throwback to some games like Mech Assault and even Slave Zero for the Dreamcast fans out there. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't played one of these types of games in a long time. And I agree with you, Travis. Like, I, I see the people raving about it. I see people I trust saying this is an incredible game. And I'm, like I said, four hours into it. And I'm like, okay, like, I need to see more because I'm not getting that vibe at the moment. But I could I mean, be too early. Smooth. I could I mean, be you, too early. You air
0: dash and you throw off six missiles. I mean, I think, I think it's very smooth in a way that the older games were not.
4: Yeah, it plays excellent, uh, and I, I decided to go PC, so I'm playing it ultra wide. It you know it supports 120 FPS, and um, so it's yeah, it's flawless in terms of you know how it plays. I love that. So yeah, but um, I the only thing I put on um our our notes here is around FromSoft. So you know you look at we've talked about their delivery before, but 2015 they have Bloodborne, game of the year candidate. 2016 they have Dark Souls three, game of the year candidate. 2017, um, Dark Souls remastered, Sekura. I think. 2018, yeah. I think, was Sekiro. Was it? Was Because it? No, no.
2: 2017, they, they won Game of the Year. So 2018 was God of War. Uh, 2019,
4: 2019, then. 2019. Yeah, I think was Sekiro was Game of the Year. And then obviously Elden Ring was Game of the Year. Um, and then next year, we get the uh, the big expansion for Elden Ring. So, I mean, From Software just feels like, and I say it all the time, but it feels like they're clicking on a level that most studios just aren't. They're right up there at the top in terms of what they're producing. So it's good to see. Good to see. A couple comments real quick, and then we're going to get to Gamescom. We had Gamescom this week in Cologne, Germany. A lot of cool announcements and games shown off there. Uh, We've got a whole list to talk through here, but let's catch up on just a couple of these things real quick. Uh, And this is a a throwback Mm -hmm. comment, so sorry we didn't get to the Super Chat earlier.
1: Uh, Debbie, thank you for the $5 Super Chat. Laura Bailey's saying Daughter of the Sea for WoW. Uh, So
0: her being able to sing isn't a surprise. I would say it is for people that don't know that song. I didn't know that she did that. I don't know what that song is, but yeah, it was a surprise to me. It's a very nice voice that doesn't kind of blow out into the, the Broadway ham. Sure.
4: That's cool. Very cool.
2: She, very, uh, the, the cool thing about her, too, is she's got a lot of like range. Like you can choose to be like a super aggressive character, and it changes her voice and musical styling, and then you can be like a good guy and becomes like a lot more flowery and yeah it's just it's 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 a cool yeah and the instruments help there they have
0: they have like a harp that goes with the good and they have like an electric guitar that goes with the badass. Yeah badass one's the best playthrough by the way
2: (laughs) we we played (laughs) through it multiple times you know she yeah I like the best maybe I think the music is best on the badass playthrough (laughs) anyway.
4: Nice, Debbie. Thank you very much for the super chat. And Tao with a member comment.
1: Yeah, member for nine months. Thanks, Tao. Nine months. Holy crap. We need a (laughs) co-stream of gaming. Moving out to Overcooked 2 Party Animals, Mario Party, anything to get the crew losing it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stress. I would do it.
2: I would do it so this will take some coordination I get mean like, and overcooked i get mean guys i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be mad at all of you at some point I'm gonna
0: throw your food on the floor travis <laughs> yeah
2: i mean sometimes that's the right strategy though in that game you know whatever it takes
4: so let's uh this is gonna be like herding cats like i joked last week because someone they might have been Tao who asked us about this last week so trying to get the four of us together on a time to stream is going to be challenging Maybe we can uh, aim for maybe the holidays. We'll talk behind the scenes and see if we can find time, maybe around Christmas time, um, to to do that. That'd be fun. So we'll see. Um, Yeah, you, different time zones. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Also, shout out.
2: He's always available. Nothing going on. (laughs)
4: also want to shout out uh vintage willow as always uh just offering 10 subs over on the season gaming side or 10 uh, memberships excuse me uh which is just incredible uh week in week out so vintage thank you so much i say that every week and and i'm going to continue to say it
2: thank you vintage because i got one this week which i do not subscribe to this channel so when i get (laughs) when i get one i get to use my own tie emoji which i really appreciate
4: can you see what i'm dealing with Can you see what i deal thanks with over
2: to, here to the tie emoji back happy to let's do it let's word it up boom there we go
4: <laughs> oh my gosh uh appreciate it though All right, let's uh, let's jump over to Gamescom. Um, So Gamescom this week, Cologne, Germany. If you're not aware, uh, Gamescom is actually the biggest in-person game show in the world. Um, Just a huge, huge audience over there. A lot of Europe comes together. It's kind of like their old old school E3, if you will, if E3 was still functional. Um, But we also had uh, Keeley doing his uh, opening night live for Gamescom, (laughs) where we saw new trailers for a bunch of stuff. Someone else rushed the stage (laughs) again. Because Can I just say
2: about about the rushing the stage thing. I'm so glad that it happened in Europe as well, because it's like, all right, guys, can we stop the narrative that just it's just an American thing that we're obnoxious because you guys are obnoxious, too. I'm glad I'm glad that there's a little bit of equalization. there.
0: It's great. We need to get Jeff some security. I,
2: I think, yeah, the fact that that what happened last time happened, it's like one of those things where now everybody who's a bad actor knows that they can do that, probably.
4: Yeah, I mean, after the first time, they should have really kind of beefed up their security around there and made sure that they were prepared for something like that, and apparently he didn't, or they are you, What
2: are you supposed to do, though? Like, put guardrails around the audience, you know what I mean? Like, there's not really a good way to...
4: Sure, like, you just have, you have standing security every 10 feet in, front, in front of the, the stage.
2: Aisle. You've been, been you, to a sporting event, Come on, man.
4: No, he hasn't been to a sporting event.
2: Have you been to a theater, though? Like, <laughs> this is common at every theater event. There's not, like it's not normal to have security guards standing in between the stage and the
4: audience. I, I agree. But do you, would you rather have someone run the stage with a weapon? I mean, put I mean, security was, there.
2: Was, no, the weapon, I think this, that's, that's a different problem. That's a, that's a security checkpoint before they get to the seats. I'm sure. talking about from the seats to the stage where yeah. the stakes are fairly low. The policy should just be that the audience that you trust the audience to not do that because we don't have this problem at uh, any other event. I agree. I, I just, I just I agree, confused but-
1: yeah. Well, we do have this problem at other events. I mean, yeah. I what are you? Are you out of your mind? What? What events? <laughs> what just stage at? And try to get on there. They throw stuff on stages and hit artists in the face with like beer cans. Concerts. Well, yeah. No. That's, no, you know, no. No.
0: Why well, said Will Smith.
1: <laughs> just because you're Kanye, stage too. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I just.
2: I feel like. I feel like we have a couple high-profile bad examples of this working, and people are like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's like."
4: It's you just put in a big, fashion beefy guy at the did. end of the
0: aisle. That guy is not trying that.
4: Yeah, That's you just put a couple, there. a couple people. That's all you need. It's I not... mean, people came to the stage. They had
2: security. People came to the stage and got that guy off pretty quick. But yeah. you only need one second, right?
1: Give me a cattle yeah. prod.
4: So you put him it's in front of the stage, look, dude. Let's do this. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean all jokes aside about it like uh yeah i agree with you travis like this shouldn't be needed absolutely it shouldn't but here we are right it's happened twice and i mean keely keely himself right just because of who he is and how well known he is you can't trust people running the stage and i've seen keely he's a toothpick like it wouldn't take a a guy more than five seconds to do some serious harm to keely and you don't want that okay all right you don't want that
2: here's my proposal as i have long suspected the biggest problem with the games industry are the gamers right (laughs) we can all agree the fans are the problem so i say let's get the fans out of these fan events that why not that let's just have like e3 just a room full of industry professionals and developers and we can just get rid of the real problem (laughs) right guys
4: the fans (laughs) fair Fair. You uh, go ahead, and put that out there. Suggest it. I am suggesting broadcast it right it. now
2: on a broadcast. <laughs> I think we should get rid of the fans. That's the <laughs> It always has been, in my book. Yeah.
4: But anyway, uh, outside of that moment, uh, Gamescom seemed to uh, be really great this year. I've talked to a lot of people that were there. I was supposed to guest on a show on Friday, but that stupid work thing got in the way um, to talk kind of live about it. So. Um, yeah so let's run through some of these games that were kind of shown off my biggest um the biggest announcement for me personally was little nightmares three um so i am so
2: hyped on that
4: dude i'm a little Nightmares stan one and two i mean two in particular incredible games um now the only the only thing to be aware of here if you're not aware is that tarcia studios who did one and two are actually developing a different game so it's not the same developer um funny enough, the developer doing little nightmares three is super massive who have done all of the interactive horror games. Um, you know, man of Madon and, uh, I forget that. I'm going to forget the name of them, house of ashes, all those ones. So we'll hmm. see if they can deliver something up to the same standard. The trailer for the game obviously looks great. It looks like it's just in the vein of little nightmares one and two. So super excited. Band-o-na- Bandai Namco is still publishing it. So, um, we'll see, but I'm pumped because it, when Tarsier said they're moving on to different projects, many of us assumed that Little Nightmares was done. Like we weren't going to get another one. So I think that hopefully uh, Bandai Namco recognized what they had here in terms of an IP, because from everything I've read, Little Nightmares Two did very well uh, commercially. So um, we'll see. I hope Supermassive can deliver. So none of you, none of the three of you excited for this? I oh, was. No, I mean, off. I I I played, any of them. I've,
2: I've, I've played uh-huh. Night, Little Nightmares One and Two. They're both good little games, but they're they're you know. I they're one of those games that I had fun with and then I kind of forgot about them like a week later. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. I played yeah, one and then I was I was done. I was like, nah, this is all right. They're
2: they're good it's though.
1: Fun.
4: It's fine, yeah. It's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I uh, this is what I'm working with. You see this? I'll tell you what.
2: Yeah, no, I mean um, in, in your defense aims, most people are on your side of this. Like everyone I talk to about the show, they're like Little Nightmares Three, and I'm like, I mean, if that's the thing you were most excited about from that show, then <laughs> I would say that probably wasn't a great show. You know I, mean? I was, oh, I was more on. excited about Alan, Alan Wake 2, I, I may think was uh, the... it
0: was an okay show. I think Alan Wake too. I, I'm obviously very excited for Alan Wake too. They're being very, very coy with anything related to that game. So, I was not impressed by them saving that to the end of the show and then it just not being very much.
4: Mm. Yeah, I got way
0: too I much. That was a weird not, not Alan Wake.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I that's didn't fair. get
0: enough Call of Duty.
2: It should have been just a Call of Duty show. <laughs> you can have that. Have it. O- oops, all Call of Duty. That's literally my nightmare by the way. I'm not being serious at all right now.
4: That would be the worst show. <laughs> the CODCON.
2: I the the would not want to do that. That's like a frat party,
4: basically. You go to that. Imagine. But yes.
0: <laughs> what do i remember uh, yeah. from the show i really liked i really liked alan wake i liked seeing the new season of diablo i wasn't expecting them to announce that that early um
4: yeah. well you you have notes in front of you with the games we're going to talk about or you should don't <laughs> i am mean, not look at your notes <laughs> from that, from that
0: i know page,
3: <laughs>
4: Good God. Um, Allawake 2, yes. Uh, so we mentioned last week it is uh, delayed a week to October 27th. Um, so, which is, I don't know, just weird. <laughs> um, but it showed very well. The people who saw it uh, up close and in person and behind the scenes have had nothing but very, very high praise for it. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. And supposedly the fidelity on it uh, is extremely, extremely high. So, um, yeah, pumped for it, man. It's cool that we're finally, finally getting that. So, um
0: Alan Wake is one of my favorite games ever so Alan Wake 2 I'm very very excited about has not aged well by the way Hogue. I know you're starting to play it but I'm the story right is fantastic but, it yeah. is aged fine don't listen to Travis <laughs> Travis wants to execute you all gamers look first of all yes I
2: I want to execute you all, and I want to do it to the aforementioned Nazi song. We're gonna play that while it happens, Um, so so that Hogue—that's my—that's my my olive branch to Hogue uh, for for him to get him on my side. Um, uh, No, I—I mean, look, I like Alan Wake a lot. I made my—it's not pro-Nazi. It's not
0: a (laughs) pro-Nazi song, people. (laughs) <laughs> we don't know that, don't know that
4: I, I i feel like that shouldn't even need clarifying so we can just <laughs> let that one go <laughs> i mean oh like, it's
2: coming from a radicalized youtuber we don't know what he's into uh, <laughs> he collects it it's just historical artifacts okay it's part of yeah, um, it's, uh... yeah. His grandfather lived in South America at that time after the war. We don't know what this deal was. Right, he's taking yeah, a drink. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Look, I made my fiance play Alan Wake One because I was like, "This game's so important to me," and she was like, "This game sucks. <laughs> the combat is. I mean, it was it, the combat was pretty mid when it came out, and it is." It, I would say it holds up even, even less well. I'll say what I yeah. always say about Alan Lake. Yeah.
0: Combat is not the be-all and end-all of gaming experiences. What Alan Lake but does, if, is it tells a good story well with an environment that's interesting and takes you through the beats of interactivity and conflict. But it, that's not the point of that game.
2: Correct. But if what you're spending most of your time doing is not fun a lot of the time, that's a problem. I think we can agree.
0: Uh, to me, it's the same as an old school RPG, right? Like you say fun. The fun is making it through the story and getting bits and pieces of the mystery and getting the next chapter started and seeing the cool things they do with cinematics and whatnot. And getting there is just a matter of getting through conflict points. So when you play a Final Fantasy, you, you play through turn-based battles to get to the next beat. That doesn't mean that the turn-based battles just being menu options isn't a part of the fun.
2: Yeah, I, I, I agree that that games can have multiple things about them that are fun. But if you're spending most of your time doing a thing and you don't really enjoy that thing and you're, it feels like a chore to get to the story, that's a problem. And it sounds like the sequel is probably going to fix that issue. But like, just from the perspective well, totally of somebody around, like
0: control, I'm not going to be thrilled.
2: Yeah, I know. I, and we disagree on that one. I like control a lot actually, but we'll see. We'll see. Control uh, the worst game okay sir wow.
0: first <laughs> of all first of all quantum break quantum break is better than control
4: i liked quantum break i like quantum, quantum, break, quantum break is
0: significantly break. better than control
2: indigo prophecy
0: indigo prophecy is a quantic dream game you're right why did i think it was remedy <laughs> what did they do
2: what did they do before why am- max, max pain
0: Max Payne, Max Payne is 2. better than Control. Max Payne Two is better than Control. Max wow. Payne Two is also three seconds long. Hmm. Wow,
2: I can't remember uh, any other remedy games. And uh, well, I thought, it makes, I thought it, it Indigo feels
1: other games any better, Travis. I also like Control, so you may have to rethink. You know, I think, rethink I think
2: Control's. Think? I think Control's good, and
4: I think oh, it's wait. one
2: of their higher reviewing games. Also, like Come it, on like, Travis, Hogue, Hogue's opinion is pretty fringe. Come on Travis, Travis I gave Control of Four.
4: Travis. Wow. Remedy did Crossfire X's campaign, my friend.
2: There we go. That okay, Hogue, that's <laughs> indefensible. You know that's gonna be the worst game. I know you didn't play it, but trust me, that game is <laughs> that game is, a three. The campaign is a three multiple the multiplayer is a two. Play that game, Hogue, and then tell me it's the worst game. Play it. Oh my I god! You. It's on Game Pass.
0: Play it. I never I played it, it. it,
4: but is it? I, I think it's gone.
0: Crossfire isn't their game, right? Crossfire is like they made no, the campaign.
4: S- uh, Smile gate. Look, yeah,
2: when you game. click on the campaign, it goes to an all new menu. It has the remedy logo pop up, and it was made by them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that counts as their game, the campaign.
4: And Lucy has said it's gone too. I'm I'm pretty sure Crossfire X was just wiped. Like, yeah, it's. it's I mean. Gone.
2: It's just but, a fever dream. What? That, no way. You're telling me I can't go back and play. No, they Monsters? literally
4: announced they were shutting it down. I'm not joking. I,
2: I know they're shutting down the servers, but you must be able to get access to the campaign because the campaign was only available to people who bought the game. So what What did you buy if they took that down <laughs> No, later? I mean,
4: I think multiplayer shut down, and I think they took it off a of Game Pass. So I guess if you own it and want to buy if it. You it if you own it, if
2: yeah. you pay $30 for the campaign.
4: Okay. Yeah. Um by the way, someone said Hogue is much quieter than the others. I'm trying to fix that now. I'll bear with you. That's
0: never happened in my life.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he screams. He screams. <laughs> anyway, um where were you <laughs> uh, uh, we so talk about wanna...
2: games that we were interested in? I I yeah. want to talk about payday three, a game I'm extremely excited about.
4: That yeah, go ahead, go ahead, because I have that on the list. Go for it. I know that uh, a lot of positive previews were popping up about it, but I haven't paid much attention to it. So go.
2: Yeah, pr- positive previews about that game, and uh, this is one I've been trying to find an excuse to cover, and it just hasn't worked out. I, I, I am hoping I can do the review, but it's so close to Lords of the Fallen, uh, Lords of the Fallen Two, aims um, that I, uh, I don't, I don't think I, I'm going to be able to review it either. But. Um, I really, really like Payday Two. One of my favorite uh, co-op games. Great game. Great, great concept for game. We don't have enough heist games, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for the sequel. I, does anybody know anything about it? I I know very little about it except for that it's another Payday and that no they no make the game because their their C level executives all got arrested at Starbreeze. Yes.
4: Starveys was a mess for a couple of years, yeah, but it sounds like the core uh development around the IP has come together to make this. It sounds like the support behind it is pretty strong now that they've gotten cleaned up, if you will. Um and <laughs> yeah, literally. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, quite quite yeah, literally. Also,
2: <laughs> they, remember that um that Psychonauts 2 uh documentary it was like a 27 part documentary. Psychodysy. Yeah, Psych Psychodyssey. Um, part of that documentary is at the beginning, they're looking for funding and they choose as their publisher, Starbreeze. And as soon as they did that, I was like, Oh no,
4: this is a terrible
3: <laughs> time to do that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um oh. I, yeah i do remember that yeah because uh, i was uh because if you remember psychonauts 2 was on fig remember it was crowdfunded originally
3: yes um
4: and i'm a huge psychonauts fan so i was all over it and then i saw that and all hell broke loose with with their execs, as you said and it was like oh boy oh boy yeah but so payday 3 is being published by deep silver um who is uh did uh what do you call it that we both reviewed dead island 2 um yep. So and I know they have support of Xbox, too, because this is a Game Pass game. So, the, yeah. you know, I don't know if I don't know if Xbox is helping to kind of fund any development or if it's just a deal for Game Pass. But um, everything I've seen about it and the people I've talked to that got the seat up close, say it it was impressive. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, if it, it I, I really, really liked uh, the their last game and I think it was also in Game Pass, which may be how I learned about it. Oh, no, because mm. I played it. I played it pre Game Pass. This was years ago for the Yeah, it's
4: pretty old now.
2: Xbox
0: One, yeah. yeah something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Great it game. Xbox One. Oh, oh, you mean Xbox One. Yes. Thank you Xbox. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that
0: one.
2: <laughs> Xbox yeah. One, last generation of Xbox, which yeah. as we all know is not confusing at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah.
4: Very cool. Um i'm super pumped for i know you mentioned it earlier but phantom liberty uh so uh cd project red during gamescom held a live stream uh a long live stream actually where they showed off not only really phantom liberty they showed less of phantom liberty but what they were showing off was cyberpunk 2077 2.0 which it's kind of funny there it's called the 2.0 update because it includes a huge wealth of changes and improvements to the game But if you obviously go back to the joke with Cyberpunk, if you go back to their pre-launch stuff, right, you could maybe consider this the true 1.0 in the sense of I think now this is going to be the game that they always hoped it could be. So, for instance, there's an entirely reworked policing system across the city. There's uh, more regions and more things to do in the region, new gig style, you know, new gigs that can pop up and just more stuff going on in the city. Um, There's new skill trees and the skill trees have been reworked. There's new perks that you can put on Uh, melee combat's been completely overhauled. So now you can do a full melee build kind of more akin to what we saw out of those some of those initial trailers. Just a whole lot of um, kind of positive changes and things that, um, you know, they're going to be supporting. And then on top of that, of course, it's another performance upgrade on consoles and then on the PS the pc side they're supporting uh, dlss 3.5 which is like the most advanced version of um, Nvidia's AI generation right so for ray tracing and things like that so it just looks stunning so um this comes out September I want to say 26th I'm going off of memory I think um of September yeah yeah so uh you know if you haven't played cyberpunk uh you can kind of consider this almost a relaunch if you will that's going to include the phantom the Liberty third expansion. relaunch well you know when month. they
0: when they announced this or, or when it got revealed that they were doing these upgrades a couple months ago it, it basically killed all desire for me to play or to attempt to play cyberpunk again until this 2.0 happened it's it's like oh interesting
2: yeah no i, I, I was the opposite, about to start I the fact where i was like all right 18 months ago or whenever it was i think we were doing the show when the crew like 1.0 of cyberpunk came out the yeah the, the fully functional xbox
0: no and i played through it a little bit and i tailed off of it because i hate the middle of this game but um i was going to get back into it and then their articles started popping out about oh they're changing policing and they're changing the skill tree and they're doing all these things to change the game and i decided that i wasn't going to play it until that was out hmm. so it's an interesting marketing i mean they don't care they have my money but it has killed all desire to play the game as it currently sits with this notion mm. of we're going to change everything in a couple months. Yeah, well, I had I'm, the... Go ahead. I go had ahead. the
2: opposite reaction, and I'm glad I played Cyberpunk. I do think that game is a 7 out of 10 for me uh, as it stands today, but... Um, come on. Ains, come on. Defend a higher score for Cyberpunk than 7 out of 10.
4: Come Just on. read my review, it'll defend it. There. Done. Yikes.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I, I think the... The biggest problem for me is I don't really like being in the cyberpunk world. It feels pretty like dead and just you know you're walking around the streets with like the most un, like relatable creatures just walking up and down the sidewalk with like little to do. I, oh, I just the children, I do I the the, children. It's such a such a weird game, man. I I yeah. I, it, for me, it just didn't really. The side quests were the best part. Like some of the side I really like when the cargo yes yeah the car g- g- going crazy was a fun one uh you know there were some like little moments where i was like oh, okay I, I see it but the main story didn't really hit for me i didn't i, I didn't really like i'll say this as all as always I'm, i love keanu as a person but i i don't don't enjoy his work largely uh unfortunately so
4: shame anyway yeah i, c- I couldn't disagree right. further but that's fine um yeah i think i really really enjoy cyberpunk it's not we've talked about this before it from a writing perspective it's not up to the witcher 3 um but that i mean that 99 and a half percent of games aren't um so i mean that's yeah. not really a fair criticism of cyberpunk i don't think well, i think that also, what did it also the, the the
2: combat isn't good like the shooting is it's pretty
0: it's not fun It's not a, I mean,
4: it's, yeah, they went for an FPS style and it's not, you know, compared to your kind of core FPSs. No, it's not, it's not up there, but I, I don't know. (laughs) It feels
2: closer to like Fallout 4 to me in terms of like, uh, but Fallout 4 without a VAC system, that's like, you know.
4: Yeah, sorry. Shoes just said Witcher three is not good as well, and I it made me Whoa. pause. It made me pause because I don't Let know how you can have such an opinion. At Hulk's look at Hug's eyebrows.
2: Look at Hulk's eyebrows. I've never seen them do that.
4: <laughs> Jesus, I don't even know where yeah, I am right now.
0: entitled to an opinion. Okay, <laughs> um, if that's Witcher two, I would
1: look, agree with him.
2: Everyone is entitled to opinion, but not all opinions are worth <laughs> listening
4: to.
1: Or, or created equal. And I not love Witcher three
4: yeah um anyway uh, i i love that
1: game i saw like the where you know like it started off with like v jumping into like a hammer or something and then it just shows all the new skill trees and all the new stuff you can do then i'm not sure i'm not a big fan of going back and redoing all the ui stuff normally but Mm -hmm. at this case i'm kind of fine with it because I'm not, I've never been also a big fan of the mouse controller. You know, got to drag your... Yes, you know, yes, not, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, that I mean, I know that's, that's probably going to be the same, but it looked like it was a little bit more streamlined. Uh, I like Cyberpunk. I don't think it was... You know, when it launched anyway, I, I had a lot of problems. But I still enjoyed it. It was fine. You know, I'm probably a little bit higher than these guys are, but it, it's just i want to see what this is because to me this is going to be the final form you know kind of you know cyberpunk so we'll see yeah i already had and it, it yeah, i mean
4: and it is the talking. final form like th- this is it this is cyberpunk's not getting any more expansions um they've already said they that, said that, that? Uh, yeah phantom liberty is is it uh yeah, they announced anything
1: this. more about like i know we're supposed to get that free dlc if we bought like the cyberpunk console they're gonna give you like credit. They're gonna give you money. Yeah, Xbox
4: is just giving us money, yeah.
1: Okay. It'll just show up on your account
4: then. And I have no wife, idea. Yeah. I have no idea how they're gonna do Go doing talk that, to your but...
1: accountant wife, she'll tell you.
4: <laughs> but I, mean, um,
1: I, I don't even know what the words she says are half the time. So
4: it's fine. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm pumped about this, and uh, I, I want to try and go back through the game again, but just time. Man. Cyberpunk's a big game, and the way I play games, especially with Phantom Liberty and all the new things in it, that could be 150 hours, which I don't know if I'm going to have, but I'm going to try. So we'll see. Uh, I may be reviewing Phantom Liberty as well. I haven't figured that out yet, so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, Cyberpunk, uh, and then uh, Mortal Kombat 1. I actually started to talk about this last week, and then we got distracted by something and we never came back to it. So I oh, want to quickly uh, like,
0: now there's a horseman.
4: It's true. I mentioned it. You said, wait, or no, Dan said, before we go there, let's talk about X. And we talked about that and totally forgot about Mortal Kombat one. Well, so let's,
2: let's go and talk about the thing that Dan brought up last show. What was all that? Right. By the way? I'm just, I'm really just going to
4: mute you. I'm going to mute Travis real quick. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, Mortal Kombat one. I, so I was playing this in the play test, uh, last week, week before last. And, um, it's, it's excellent, um, and I mean, obviously, we're in kind of fighting game nirvana right now with 2023, and we'll get to Tekken 8 in a second, but um, Mortal Kombat 1 looks to be uh, the next evolution, obviously, Mortal Kombat and the cameo system, but if you know, if you played 9, 10, 11, you know from a um, combat perspective and from a kind of fluidity perspective how solid this game is. And I'm really, 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 really liking what I'm seeing out of this game. It plays extremely well, it's super smooth. Um, there's some really interesting updates to the core characters, but the cameo system, I think is gonna really, um, especially at high level play, is gonna really kind of change the game a little bit. And then what they're showing off at Gamescom and other events, because they've really been pushing the marketing on this game, is uh, you know not only the characters, but what's going into the world. So we've talked before about the way uh, most people love, including myself, the way Mortal Kombat does storytelling in a fighting game. And I mm-hmm. think that they're, um, that's going to be another kind of high tier thing for them here. But there's some other game modes they've been showing off, which is really interesting as well. And I just think from a fighting game perspective, this is going to be another kind of big total package that really delivers. Um, I reviewed Mortal Kombat 11, gave it a very high score. I love that game. Um, I thought nine was excellent. X, you know, or 10, X, whatever you want to call it, I was kind of indifferent on. But I think this is, uh, this is going to be truly special. And I think that um, you know, if you're an MK fan or a fighting game fan, this one's uh, gonna be yet another major release in September. So
0: I would like to personally just, protest the naming of one, but other than that, yes, <laughs> I think it looks good. And I'm a big I love, fan of one. I love Mortal Kombat Nether Nether Realm stories the best in fighting games, so I'm yeah. sure it will be yeah. fun. Injustice 2 had a really good one. I you know, I thought and yeah. it was just
1: something interesting that you don't really see. Actually, I don't play Fighting games very much. I played that because I was enjoying the storyline Yep. it. So I mean I, I suck. Maybe it was hard, but I yeah. think Mortal Kombat games are best
2: when they go back to the original tournament arc story. Uh which is why I like Mortal Kombat 9 tremendously. Uh ten and eleven are great games, but like there's something about that original tournament arc and Uh, This is now going to be the second time NetherRealm has done this. Uh, Turn back time to the original tournament arc with uh, Mortal Kombat 9 and now Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, I think it's when Mortal Kombat's at its best. I also play Mortal Kombat for the story. It's worth noting. So I'm kind of in hoax camp for this one. Like I like fighting games, but for me, um, I don't have the patience to just keep playing fighting games over and over and over again for hours at a time. So... Really, the only way you're going to get me to play a fighting game is if there's something else, some sort of like meta to do. And getting through a super cool story is definitely a way to do that for yeah. me. So I'm very excited to play uh, Mortal Kombat 1 because anytime we go back to that original uh, tournament arc, I'm down, man. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's e- that's peak Mortal Kombat to me. Reminds me of that uh, movie that came out in the 90s that I saw when I was like four years old. You guys remember that? Well, 90s up that movie. What's that? Nine is up that movie. Oh yeah, it is 100, percent, which is why I like it so much. And this looks like it's just going to be like a a variation reboot of that movie as well. So with the Raiden as immortal, sounds super fun.
0: As long as yeah, I do the new movie, I'll be okay.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the weirdest, well, I won't get off on a tangent about the new movie, but um, yeah, I agree that the number of Mortal Kombat 1 is kind of strange. Obviously, it makes sense if you finish Mortal Kombat 11 and you know where the story arc went. It makes sense with what they're doing with this game, you know, story-wise, but it is weird to just see Mortal Kombat 1. Regardless, I love the art style. I love, I, I love almost everything I've seen about this game so far, and like I said, playing it just kind of further doubled down that this is going to be awesome. So I agree with you, though, Travis. It's hard for me. I love... Uh, Mortal Kombat. It's my favorite fighting game series. Grew up playing it. Um, and normally if this game were to come out at a time where we had some space between major releases, I would put a lot of time into it. Um, in fact, I have my MK stick from MK9 sitting over there right now that I was using last week. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of worried with so many games releasing, so many big releases, especially ones like Starfield, Phantom Liberty, etc. that take a lot of time to play. I'm kind of worried that I'm going to put enough time into MK1 to be kind of competitive. Cause if you want to play this from a competitive standpoint online, well, can, you have to, you have I, to put I, time. I'm in. not
0: going to be competitive.
4: <laughs> I used to love that and I still do, but I just, I don't think I'm going to have enough time, but I'm hopeful. Uh, Elu, who is a mod for our season gaming channel and in the chat right now, he's a, he's our fighting game reviewer that reviews all the fighting games and he's, uh, he's pumped about this one. So I'll be uh, looking up my
0: combos at the start of every chapter. Like I
4: always do. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair and
0: the wrong. It, to be fair,
2: even people who are competitive do that. Nothing wrong with
4: that. Nothing wrong with that. Staying with the fighting game for a second is Tekken 8. So we got a release date January 26th. Tekken, <laughs> Tekken I'm I'm less big. I'm less on Tekken than uh, Street Fighter and MK. So I know less Tekken's about my Tekken. my favorite
0: fighting game if we're just doing the fighting. Okay. Tekken is my favorite. But Tekken doesn't have a lot of the bells and whistles that keep me coming back.
4: Sure yeah so september 26th uh and i know people like Cog, uh and i know he's really big on tekken and, and some others i speak to seem to be very high on this game as well so street fighter 6 crushed it still crushing it mk1 looks fabulous and tekken 8 looks fantastic as well so um, is this is the first time ha-
2: all three of those games have come out in one year in yeah. one year yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's, what a weird crazy. year man what a crazy yeah. year for games
4: and there's others too. I mean, we just put up a uh, little review of Guilty Gear Strive, which was the expansion to Guilty Gear um, that, again, Elu did for us. That's up on the site now. So you have that. You have um, Blaze Blue, I believe, uh, has another one. I'm not, again, I'm not Is the there fighting any game. Blaze
0: Blue this year?
4: <laughs> yeah, there's just a, a lot of stuff. So, a uh, great time to be into fighting games, but um, very cool. Um,. A couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, So Xbox had a big presence there. We talked uh, Starfield, obviously, is kind of taking over the hype train, if you will. And as we said, the embargo on that's August 31st. So we can't talk today about it. So come next week, we'll talk a lot about Starfield. Very little Um, Starfield
0: at opening night live, probably because it's so close to release. But other than that live action commercial, was there anything else?
4: No, just just kind of the hype train, your merchandise and, you know, all that stuff. Everyone's talking Starfield. There's banners everywhere. You know, if you want to buy a backpack looking like Starfield, you've got that, you know, that type of thing. So you're right. We're, we're right at launch. Uh, comes out in four days, I believe. Early access. Travis's Friday. favorite thing. Um, yeah, it's August 31st. Actually, you can play it um, on our time zones. So Wait, when's August you, 31st? 31st?
0: Are you sure? Yeah,
4: about I'm positive. Thursday. I think. Yeah, you can play it Thursday night.
0: Did they release Thursday one of those night? Movies? Yeah, is it 9 so, p.m. So, California? Is that how it works? Yeah, so no, 9 it's No, it's it's
4: oh. 4, 4 p.m. California because it's 5 4. p.m. Let me I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. But I'm hey, telling man, you. what it, is
0: it in New Zealand?
4: Okay. It's friends. it's global, Dan. It's global, Dan. It's global. Oh, damn, damn, global yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: Damn. Uh the reason I ask is cuz Embargo is the morning of
4: Yeah, August you can play 1st, it you can so. play it the night after Embargo. Man,
0: that's close. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's odd. They're running it real close.
4: Yeah, right, someone can right. tell me in the chat. I'm trying to look right now, but they they posted the global time zones this week, and I was surprised to your point, Travis, at how early it was. I'm pretty sure going off of memory, it's five PM Central or six PM Central on the thirty first. So
0: Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, I'm still awake okay. to play it here in the Eastern time
4: zone. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, Hargeet's in the chat. There he is. So there you go. Hargeet Hargeet sorted us out. Uh, shout out to Hargeet, good friend I hung out with in LA. Eight PM Eastern time. August 31st. There you go.
0: I had no idea. I'm glad I was on this show.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you're here too, Ho. Yeah. I like it.
2: So yeah, you can read all of the, uh, the news about Starfield and many of my video, uh, guides. If you want to know things, I'm like just going to watch Travis all day and then play the game. Actually, <laughs> you could probably do that by then. I'll have multiple guides out how to make money in Starfield ship customization, uh, starting classes no.
4: things to consider
2: class. No. you can do all that it's great no
4: i agree i agree with you but i'm not going to That's starfield fine. is a starfield is a login and just get lost in game come on come
2: on i mean good luck with that i say to you sir <laughs> <laughs>
0: in my ear the whole game
2: yeah <laughs> what better
0: experience can you have <laughs> i'll
2: remember um, that Ames. when you hop into our uh, group chat asking me questions <laughs> i'll remember your have i your... have
4: i ever asked you a question on how to play a game yes no, I have not.
0: Yes, no. yes you have. Chat. It's just me <laughs> saying this helicopter is BS.
4: Yeah, that's usually what we're talking about, or uh, or, da- or da- Dan complaining complaining about teenagers in a game. You know, or the I hate these
0: cubes. <laughs> half of the chats are made in <laughs> cubes and helicopters. <laughs>
4: um, so outside of Starfield, of course, Forza had a big presence, uh, which you know naturally I won't go on about, but I'm super excited for. Showed extremely right. well. Yeah, it it showed extremely well. It looks to be running very smooth. I did talk to um, uh, Erwin, Forza Erwin, if you know him, who uh, does racing from home on YouTube. So he was putting up some videos of it. Uh, So shout out Erwin if you're watching. Um, Looks just fantastic. And everything I'm seeing about the game looks fantastic. A couple of the guys I talked to on our Discord about racing and Forza and stuff are really hyped for this. So uh, I should be, I'm 99% reviewing Forza. So I'll have obviously a lot more to say on that here next month or in, in October um but uh super excited for that but the game are you qualified I mean, to
2: that. review parts of Can i see that. your bona fides? I just don't know. i feel like we can get somebody qual- better on that dan do you want to review it dan let's get let's get you <laughs> would yeah that'll be a good vacation. time yeah i think so
4: Might <laughs> qualify how how dare you sir how dare you
2: i mean i just worship power it, do, yeah do you, do you have do you have any photos of you in like a car that you could share with me after the show no
4: no, I don't. No, okay, no, no. None of those? No, you I haven't even seen drive. the Fast
2: and Furious movies. I don't trust your opinion on cars. Very yeah, fair. I drive a
1: Honda Pirate. There's
4: so
2: I, many, many comments mind... running
1: through my head right now.
2: Look, I think of you in a car and it's a Ford Pinto in my head. I don't know why. That's just what I see you in.
4: One, yeah. one of the ones that didn't catch on fire? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so super hyped about Forza, but the game I want to—the game I really want to call out—is Towerborn. Um, so if you're not familiar with Towerborn, Towerborn was shown, uh, debuted in June at the LA Showcase, Xbox Showcase. It's made by Stoic, which are the uh, developers of the Banner Saga series, um, which was, you know, pretty critically acclaimed. I don't think it did anything fantastic commercially, but um, this game is a uh, side-scrolling co-op kind of four player arpg if you will in the vein of something like um castle crashers like the old kind of uh, dragon's crown the side scrolling kind of co-op action games so it's kind of taking that gameplay um but putting it in a really really fluid art style and adding kind of deeper rpg elements so more customer uh, customer uh more character customization uh looting those types of things so um everyone i've talked to from uh jez over at windows central to uh you know multiple people who played this game i got to see it in june but not as hands-on as the people at gamescom and um very very positive things to say this is jumping up a lot of lists of hey one of the most impressive games at uh gamescom so uh, i did a little preview of it on the site you can check that out if you want some more information about it but um this is one if you're into those types of games this is one you should be paying attention to
0: survival games what was that game with the little it's not alien a survival game in The early days of xbox arcade
4: alien hominid um yeah, that's, that's the one yeah but your castle crashers is the one that's more relevant to um to this so
0: adventure game uh, what would you i was just thinking it? of old games i liked
4: yeah alien hominid was cool i mean that was the same developer that's behemoth right who did he, they went on from alien hominid to do castle crashers um and then they did uh what is it pit something pit fighters pit pit people something like that um pit
2: people underrated game
4: yeah 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 it's a good dev good dev, They're good dev. I can't um, even tell
0: if you're doing a bit
4: <laughs> <laughs> me no, no 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 game
0: pit people's yeah, a game it's a, it's a good game. game seriously yeah, yeah very good so game. Like a particularly
4: startling twilight zone
0: pit people
2: um and yeah battle block theater
4: a, good call to battle block theater,
2: theater is also underrated uh, yep. Yeah, I'd say that studio just in general makes kind of underrated. games. They make
4: great games. They make great weirdly
2: games. the game I like least that they've made is probably Castle Crashers, which is like the most it. favorite, the most popular one. Castle I, I Crashers like that game. Epic. epic. Actually, you know what? I do like Alien Hominid Left. I think they've yeah. gotten better, though. I think their games get better over time. But people love Castle Crashers. And I'm like, it's all right.
4: I mean, it's good. I, I, I think part of the reason is that Castle Crashers, at least in my household, that was when my kids were young. And it was a lot of family co op play with Castle Crashers. And it's just, it's fun. It it takes you back to the old, like I grew up with like Golden Axe, right? Going back to the Mm -hmm. Genesis days and Sega days. It's that. It's just side scrolling, play together, beat enemies and bosses and have fun. And it's fun games. Altered Beast. Altered Beast. That's, uh, I dare someone, I dare someone today to go back and play Altered Beast with your normal set of continues and beat that game. Go find it. it. I'll I'll beat it yeah I, I you have to stream it and we'll see yeah i have to stream it Travis you don't give it you don't I'm get past out. level three you don't I'm get out. past level three i don't three. want to stream a game ever under any circumstances
2: <laughs> do I want to stream oh my god um i concede just based on that requirement alone I don't want to <laughs> it's not the game camera. it's the camera
4: that that yeah. scares him um But anyway, Xbox, Big Booth, Big Presence, which was cool to see. And then the other game that was cool to see back up in the limelight at Gamescom, one more I want to talk about is Black Myth Wukong. So this game kind of came to prominence last year when it was just shown in a clip from a Chinese developer. And it looked kind of like uh, Chinese mythology mixed with Souls-like. It was uh, reappeared here at Gamescom. It's apparently showing, again, very well. Um, and I know IGN did a preview of it, as, as did some of the other big sites. So, um, you know, checking out some of the footage of this, I'm assuming it plays as well as it looks, which it seems to do by all accounts. Super excited for this one. It looks brilliant. And it, the thing I'm really excited about this, and I've talked about this before, is as China grows in development and India grows in development and we get some of these developers in these other regions making these kind of big budget experiences i'm excited to play these types of experiences with new mythologies with new stories with things we haven't seen before and it looks like black myth wukong is it's kind of doing some of that which i'm i'm pumped for man hope it's great all right good talk <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I think it's, it's, it's the one i had with, <laughs> with woe long earlier this year yeah yes
4: yes 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 yeah
0: yeah which is another
4: but, another really good game that's been almost forgotten about it's I mean, been a year
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's been a year. Yeah, that I, I actually didn't even I previewed that game like I think two or three times. I thought maybe I might review it, and then I just never, I never played it.
4: When the <laughs> game came
2: out, I haven't installed on my Xbox. I just never played it. I,
4: again. I'm almost. I played it for like an hour and a half. I'm right there with you, and yeah. I I want to go back. And it it's just too many games, man. Um, Burf ninety. Hey, man. He said, uh, "What did Danes say? He was afraid it would be overlooked." I think you're referring to Towerborn. Uh, one word, Towerborn. You can look it up. Like I said, check out Season Gaming. We got a preview of it. There's obviously other previews up on other sites. I think IGN actually has some, uh, like, a nine-minute footage video of it you may want to check out, but it's it's really cool. So. All right. Anything else on Gamescom, guys, that I missed or you want to shout out?
0: No, I'm I've already said I'm still surprised you didn't mention the Diablo season. I thought that would be high on your list.
4: Season of Blood. Yes. Yeah. So season two. Well, the only reason why, to your point, is they, they announced it really early. And I don't know if they did that because there's I I haven't been playing Diablo for a little bit now uh, for. But um, because I put <laughs> I haven't played it in a little while yet. I still have like 350 hours in it. Um, what Was I going to say, but it doesn't the season doesn't start till like mid-October. Yeah, um, because
0: season one only started at the at the top of August. So
4: yeah, yeah. So it seems kind of weird, but um, yeah, it definitely exciting. And I think as with any game, we've talked about this at nauseum. But as it, with any game, as the developer kind of gets into the full cadence of delivery of these seasons and stuff, feels like Blizzard will get better, get more acclimated. The content will improve, things like that. So uh, yeah, be cool. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they didn't announce
0: it because season one didn't like the world on fire. It, it, it's not as exciting as one would have hoped. I like season one a lot, but it's not massively offending yeah. the Diablo formula. It's not doing what the Path of Exile team does with their seasons. And so I think maybe they wanted people to be excited for the next thing earlier than they had thought. But yeah, I like the announcement. And clearly what they showed at opening night live is the opening video because it matches the opening video type they had for season one. So, I mean, I think it'll be fun.
4: Yeah, agree. Uh, Our degrees. October, t- forget about it, man. All the games we've talked about in October, plus you've got all these new seasons of big games like Diablo, like Halo, like Call of Duty, like all these other things. Uh, I think Apex, there's a few others. So, um, yeah, it's absolutely nuts. Um, speaking of Path of Exile, uh, I don't know how much we've talked about it, but Path of Exile 2 is finally being shown coming next year. And if you haven't checked that out yet and you're into either Diablo 4 maybe that was your first kind of big ARPG experience and you're enjoying it, don't sleep on one. Don't sleep on Path of Exile to begin with, but don't sleep on Path of Exile 2 coming next year. It looks absolutely remarkable. I'm so playing I think it between, tomorrow. Are you? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fantastic. Fantastic. And,
0: to, and to Travis's point from so many of these episodes, I think it's good to see that Blizzard has their stuff together in terms of they're announcing Season of Blood in the middle of August it appears their pipelines are all functional right off the get-go.
2: Yes. We've got odds and evens teams working on seasons uh, staggered while uh, their primary team works on major expansions that are yet to be announced. Um, I think they're doing a bang up job. The decisions they've made and the stuff that they have decided to patch or focus on or debuff, I think is maybe questionable. They're making some mistakes I've seen made before uh, a little bit of overreacting to the meta, rather than letting the jello set, as it were.
4: Um,
2: but but uh, I think that's that's a lesser sin to commit. They're they're making a lot of really good choices with how they built their team and how they're delivering content. That I think is awesome. Um,
4: Big agree. But yeah, Big agree.
2: I'm playing Path of Exile tomorrow. They're coming. They'll be in San Francisco. Their team, so they're going to show me.
4: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I'll steal, be writing about that. Steal a copy for me, please. Thank you. Um, sir, (laughs) uh, and Jagger says, Don't sleep on Grim Dawn if you want a good ARPG. Uh, I've heard that from countless people that Grim Dawn is also amazing. I sadly don't want to say this out loud. I've still yet to play it. Um, I every time, every time I go to purchase it, it's like, Am I actually gonna have time to play it? And I just haven't, but I will get to it. I love a good ARPG, so um couple comments before we move on from Gamescom. I want to get to Destiny 2 yet and the final shape presentation, which we're going to have Travis kind of educate us on. And we got to talk about the PlayStation Portal handheld as well, but we do have a couple more Super Chats to get to.
1: All right. JP, Spectre N8. What is that? ZAR?
4: He has uh, Super Chatted before, and I always forget what ZAR Where is. do let, I? Let me look it up. Go ahead. Go look ahead. I'll up. get it. All
1: right. Super excited for Alan Wake 2. Already seeing tons of control connections with hoax uh probably not going to like that also the last control dlc foreshadowed a lot of the premise for alan
0: Wake 2 and possible
1: characters
0: i don't Did you play that have a problem with the control world although i do think it's questionable that they would want to demysticize alan wake as much as they might with the control dlc I don't, the problem with Control is that they didn't bother to tell a story with that as their premise. They just had a bunch of wild documents. If they're not going to do that with Alan Wake, there's no indication that they are. I don't have a problem with it connecting with Control.
2: Yeah, I would say the world building was not – yeah, I don't think that was Hook's problem with that game. But,
1: yeah. so. Did you play the – was it all AWE or whatever it was, the DLC? For? Yes, that's the second mm-hmm. DLC. That's yeah.
0: the Alan Wake experience. No, oh, that would have
4: stands for a good one. Yeah, Alan Wake experience. Yeah. Um, by the way, that is uh, South African rand. rand. Uh, so, yeah, I forgot that. So, thank you, Specter. Gotcha. Good to see you. Thank yeah, thanks, you for Spectre. the uh, super chat. Um, Named
2: after Iron Rand, I assume. You're right. Yep. <laughs> She's got her own now.
4: Um, yeah, checks out. Checks out. Um, <laughs> thank you, Specter, uh, and Shush.
1: Shush with five euros. Uh, Bioware layoffs of senior devs. With Baldur's Gate 3 making money, and with the overall celebration of expensive RPGs on the background, is rather
0: depressing.
4: I mean, they haven't been yeah.
0: really here in years.
4: Yeah, a lot of commentary about this one. EA had layoffs, kind of uh, in other areas of their business, and uh, Bioware was hit with about approximately 50. We wrote about this as well. 50 layoffs. I did see some of the senior uh, people who have been there for you know decade plus, 15 years plus, and you know they were let go. So it is sad. To Hoag's point, it feels like Bioware, sadly, and we talked to um, what's his name about this too when we had him on. Um, I always forget his damn name. I'm terrible with names. Mark Mark Dara. Mark da- Mark Dara. Yes, thank you. Darin, and he yeah. did a, he he did a video. I subscribed to his channel because he talks candidly about this stuff, and he did a video on this as well. Um, but we talked to him about this, and it just feels like Bioware is one of those studios that you know just has been mismanaged in various ways for a number of years. Uh, and it's sad, right? Because then real people get affected who aren't even necessarily the decision makers, but they suffer because of bad decisions above them. And just another one of those instances. It feels like.
0: I would so, love them to release a winner. They just haven't in a while.
4: Hard to agree. Yeah, and and you know when, remember if you remember, I asked Mark point blank. I said, "What is your confidence level that uh, Dreadwolf, uh, Dragon Age, Dragon Age Dreadwolf is going to be, you know, top tier?" And he said, "Very confident." Or he said. I forget the word he used, but basically he said it's, he's extremely confident that it's going to be top tier. So we'll see. I, I hope he's right. I would love it to be because a good Dragon Age game, and then obviously followed by Mass Effect. What we heard this week is that Dragon Age, this is going to shock everyone, is a little behind in development. Though it is, uh, they are kind of pulling more members onto Dev from teams like the Mass Effect team. That's what I heard. Um, so we'll we'll see. Well, if Dragon Age is be
0: behind. Wait till people feel uh, hear about Mass Effect.
4: I don't know Mass that. Effect. Mass Effect. Mass Effect is years away. Like no one should be expecting that yeah. anytime soon. Yeah.
0: Sad. Yeah. What's Mass but Effect? But it is have... Stop it. What is Mass Effect? See, this is one of the reasons Starfield hype is as high as it is. Is sci-fi has just been woefully undersold. Yeah. Look, I think Mass Effect.
4: One is, is the, the best. best. You're, is right. The You're right. The same
2: development point as Beyond Good and Evil too.
4: No. no, beyond <laughs> the people too it's a real game. It's what?
0: Beyond not a the real game. game it's not a real game at all. That's that's my point. <laughs> Precisely my point.
2: I don't uh, believe okay. Mass Effect is a real game. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's real. Right now, at least, I don't. Uh...
4: Yeah, there's probably like a foundation, and that's about it. So, uh, Shush and uh, Spectre, thank you very much. So. Moving over to Bungie, and speaking of studios that have been somewhat under fire, um, Bungie with Destiny 2 and their uh, announcement, not announcement, but their showcase this week of The Final Shape, which is releasing on February 27th of 2024. Um, And then the rest of my notes say, Travis, help.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bungie, uh, having got a fresh pair of sheets to cover their mattress they pooped upon, uh, with their state of the game uh, previous week, which we talked about, um, attempted to uh, beguile longtime fans and newcomers with a fancy uh, new uh, trailer and, and uh, video, a series of uh, I guess it was a uh, docu docu. What do they call those things? Vidocs? Uh,
4: vidoc. Vidocs, Yeah. Uh,
2: a vidoc um, to uh, get us excited about the final shape. The conclusion of the darkness and light saga and i would say results are fairly mixed in their ability to do that um the final expansion does a few things at least so far in what we know um does a few things that i'm excited about it uh finally gives you a linear destination so rather than immediately landing on a point where you drive in a circle and you've seen the entire map uh they're giving you kind of a uh a Lord of the Rings trip to Mordor destination where you discover the destination by going through it and you're headed toward this final tower for the final boss confrontation, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, And then some of the other uh, things that they announced were more like long term things. Like they, they are getting rid of the seasonal model as we know it in the future, they're going to do something called episodes, which are going to be bigger, but less frequent than seasons, uh, which might actually give players that are more casual reason to log in. And then they are, I think very intentionally not announcing an expansion for next year, which is at this point in time, they probably would be doing that normally. And I believe that's because they're trying to distance themselves from the annual release model that has not worked out for them because they very clearly cannot make a good expansion in just one year. And so I think what you're gonna see in the future is uh, episodes happening every four months or so, maybe five months um with less of a strict three month one season timeline and then expansion's happening much more infrequently but hopefully when they do happen they'll be better and bigger um probably two-year development cycles would be my guess maybe even three year that uh, sounds development like diablo um, each expansion yeah so i think it's a, uh, I think that is super exciting because uh destiny has been sort of pigeonholing itself in four seasons a year with uh an expansion every year and that really has not worked out for them just based on the up and down quality of uh how long it actually takes to make a destiny expansion i think lightfall definitely proved that and i think the final shape might end up proving that as well to be honest um and that's the bad way way. in a bad way uh that's the bad news the bad news part of it is i'm not sure the final shape is going to necessarily be the uh bookend we were hoping it to be just based on what I've seen so far. The biggest disappointment to me is that, um, the witness the main bad guy and are you fighting that burning cigarette man still burning cigarette, man. Yep. Um, the main problem with that is that that person is apparently coming without their own army. We've for 10 years seen pyramid ships slowly approaching earth. And it turns out the pyramid ships have nothing inside of it, uh, because, the Burning Cigarette Man is an entire race of people that got condensed into one bodily form, and there are no other people of that race. And uh, I was expecting, like the Taken King, the uh, big bad to show up with their own new enemy faction that we've been waiting for a while, and it turns out we're not getting that. We're Like uh, Lightfall, we're getting one new enemy type in the entire game. Um, so we've got Tormentors last year, and this year we're getting a new enemy type called Subjugators. But beyond that you're still going to be fighting hive vex fallen and cabal and uh as you journey from the inside of the traveler to the uh, tower the spire at the end of this thing the the mordor as it were um you are going to basically be reliving a 10 years highlights reel of all the stuff you've done you'll go to a destroyed version of the original tower and destiny and it seems like we're going to be kind of like traveling through the history of destiny so it's sort of like a underwhelming nostalgia play without anything major to shake up the sandbox. And um, I, I'm not confident it's going to land, but we'll see. Oh, no,
0: I always I think, skip the clip show episodes.
2: Yeah. It honestly feels like a clip show with probably a big boss fight at the end. Um, and there's just some stuff that like, the story, I think, is just in such a bad place right now. Like, it's really hard to care about it. They're bringing Cade Six back, but they've done nothing to explain how that's possible or why we should care about that. Uh, they because basically just said, signed a contract. How do you write that yeah, into the story? Exactly. They basically just said in the Vidoc, hey, there's no way we were going to end Destiny without Cade there. And it's like, all right, well, cool. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't really tell us anything. And so, my guess is. You know, it's going to be kind of a long goodbye to Destiny and a lot of people who've played it. And uh, hey, you're going to go through all the stuff and look back on your accomplishments, and then it's going to end in a boss fight. And then they also announced that they're not, you're not going to fight Cigarette Man until the raid, which I also think is kind of a tactical mistake because it makes me feel like a lot of people aren't going to do the raid, and therefore a lot of people aren't really going to see the ending of Destiny's story. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. really sure how logistically that's going to work. and so They
0: put the ending uh, in the raid?
2: So they did the same thing they did in kind of the Taken King, if you played that, where if you just played the campaign of Taken King, you probably thought, oh yeah, I killed Oryx. But he actually like takes himself at the end, and then the real boss fight is in the raid when you fight a Taken version of Oryx. Um, and then that sort of ends the story. They said they're going to try to do something like that, where if you just play the campaign, you'll feel like you finished it, but i don't know about you but when i beat the taken king i didn't feel like i finished it because the main bad guy was laughing as he did something to himself and i i'm like i you know i just i get what they're going for i just don't have a lot of faith in their ability to pull it off and um i am very positive about the future of destiny because i think the biggest wins from that uh, stream were there them setting themselves up for the future getting rid of the stagnant seasonal model and doing beefier stuff them getting rid of an expansion every year because i really think that they need more than a year to actually make a good expansion um all of that stuff is like cool and i think i'm I'm glad that they're making those changes and clearly they're thinking hard about the future of destiny i just feel like there's a pretty good chance final shape is going to end on a pretty big wet fart for the people who have played for 10 years and and built toward the ending of this particular arc
0: well, I'll tell you this, Travis. I'm not the biggest Destiny fan, but I am very surprised that there isn't a darkness race.
2: Yep. There's no darkness race. There's your, the pair, turns out the darkness was a single being this entire time. And they explain that in a seasonal cutscene that is also supposed to explain where the MacGuffin from Lightfall comes from and a bunch of other shit. And it feels like the worst band aid solution for a story that has been poorly told since the beginning. And, uh, yeah i I just uh i i love destiny i i will continue to play it i talk about it every week on a show but everything about this i will tell you on the stream when they when they said we're getting one new enemy type or no one new enemy the subjugator i just lost it i was like seriously the ships were empty this whole time the like Mm -hmm. 10 years of alluding to this art this army that was attacking us and it turns out it was full of vex and cabal or maybe nothing it's very unclear but yeah man i'm I'm pretty, I'm pretty bummed about what we saw from mm-hmm. the Final Shape, but very enthusiastic and excited about what they have planned beyond this expansion. Because I do think the underwhelming uh, components of both Lightfall and possibly Final Shape, I think they both stem from the model that Bungie's been trying to sustain. That it strikes me as extremely unsustainable. Now that they lost their support studios, like Hogue's brother, uh, I don't, I don't know if they can, if they can sustain two seasons and an expansion every single year at the period rate they're doing it, or at least not to the quality that will satisfy the players. Uh, and I, I think uh, that's awesome. But in terms of the actual final shape, I don't know. I'm 50-50 on it right now. Not as bad as as Lightfall. I don't think it'll be as bad as Lightfall, but I, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, a 9 or a 10 out of 10 that players are hoping for and frankly deserve at this point.
4: Hmm. So what did I... Um... What did I hear about the uh, cost model? Are they making changes to that? Because someone was saying it's like now there's like an annual thing and now there's an expansion yeah. cost and there's like a season cost and it, it, people were kind of ranting that this is ridiculous.
2: So the the, the payment model in, in Destiny has been bad for a number of years and it keeps getting increasingly worse. Um, mm. I actually, I think Lightfall isn't terrible because you're getting episodes and uh, from basically a year worth of Destiny support when you buy the $100 version. But um, the, again, the thing that makes me happy is that with their episodic model, they're sort of leaving the door open for not having an expansion every year. And I do think that that probably is going to benefit the consumer with, you know, you pay for seat, for episodes that you want to p- pay uh, play or you don't pay for them. And then uh, they sell you on expansions as they come out. Um, and I think that that is a lot better because you kind of know what you're getting rather than. You know, you pay every year just as the the cost of getting through the door to get into the expansions, and then most players don't even play those seasons because, why, you know, why would you? That's, that's super niche. You've got to blog on a lot. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't think what they're doing right now is any worse than what they've done in the past. I hate the way Destiny's monetized. It's a premium game that also has microtransactions, and you pay for transmog, and you pay for, uh, you know, the seasons every season, and you pay for annual expansions. It just... It doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I, I think that some of the changes that they announced for the future maybe signal to that model getting changed in a way that will be positive because I think the feedback so far has been uh, that it's not a great system um, the way they're doing it. But we'll see, man. I, Yeah, I, I like, we've got to get past the final shape first and I I don't know how that's going to go over. But I, my gut instinct is telling me that there's going to be... Uh, some people that are pretty let down, especially by the story stuff that they've already really, really missed on. I wow. don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not satisfied by some of the answers that they've given. They tried to explain the origins of the veil and the witness and a cutscene during a season that apparently is going to be available to players who didn't play that season, but I don't know how it's how much sense it's going to make. And also I didn't like their answer. Yeah. It's, it's just, I'm just, I hate to be down on destiny, but I'm, I'm, I am. I'm kind of down on it right now.
4: Yeah, I mean, you talked, and and you know way more about this than I do, but I know you talked previously about Lightfall feeling like a filler, right, to give them more time for the final shape um, to really kind of be the end-all be-all of this light and dark saga. And now we're getting this in, what, five months' time in February, and you describing it as it feels like it's going to land flat seems even more disappointing because of the fact that this was supposed to come this year. Originally, they delayed it, did this kind of filler expansion, but now it seems even with that delay, this ending uh, is—we don't know yet. But from I trust you because you're usually pretty on point about this stuff. Feels like it's going to end flat.
2: Yeah, I I just I don't think it's going to be as bad as Lightfall, but my my instinct says they had trouble getting this together in the time they needed to do, and they diverted a lot of the team to working on Lightfall, and then the fallout from Lightfall plus the added work of having to make another year of Destiny. Uh, cause them to need even more time for the final shape to be good, right? If they just didn't make Lightfall and they had their entire team focusing on final shape for an additional year without having to create anything new, I think we'd be looking at something different. And I think that's exactly what Bungie's thinking for the future. I think their takeaway is like, look, guys, the model we have now is not sustainable and it's caused all of these development problems where we have to constantly feed the beast and fill a pipeline and we just don't have the teams to do it. You know, in a world where they were still under Activision and they had like three development studios helping them support studios, maybe we'd have a different story on our hands. But we—that's just not the world we live in anymore. And Sony seems pretty unwilling to lend support studios. I don't even know if they have studios that could support uh, Bungie mm. and the type of game that they're making. And actually, Sony appears to be taking the opposite re- approach of instead of supporting Bungie in the games they want to make, they're kind of poaching their own uh, teammates and putting them on other projects because they want to be the new King of live service games. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that, that should be comforting for Bungie and, Destiny <laughs> fans. but, uh, it's, it's what's happening and, uh, hate to be the very bad news there.
4: Yeah. Well, at least we have a date. We'll see what happens. Obviously it's a little ways out. We've got plenty of things between uh, now and then. So, um,
0: and everybody yeah. that had Travis is in favor of Skull and Bones and not Destiny. You can fill that <laughs> out on your, on your bingo card.
4: Huh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, we lost Travis. Yeah,
4: you're, you're, you are you're just went weird. Yeah, okay. your mic just went. Yeah, you're back. Yeah,
0: sorry. I, w- I was just switching.
2: Apparently I was broadcasting.
4: my was sure. or, We lost you again. Yeah, it's, it's all muffled again. Tech issues killing us today, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I didn't really notice it at first because I thought it was my headset, but a couple comments said that you sounded a little a little weird compared to usual. So, oh, there we go. We're crushing it today on the tech front, guys. Glad to be here. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go ahead and move on while he's sorting that out. Um, PlayStation Portal. Uh, so funny enough, Travis just mentioned PlayStation. But PlayStation Portal is the official name for the PlayStation handheld, PS5 handheld. If you uh, you know it's a device where it's basically a split dual sense controller with an eight inch screen in the middle, so um, you there,
2: yeah,
4: okay. Hi,
2: <laughs> I, I, I just was decided to turn it off and turn it on again. I was broadcasting this entire show for my AirPods, which is why my audio quality was bad. So didn't realize that. Now I'm on my this mic. Oh, I that your AirPod
0: mic is pretty impressive.
2: Thanks, man. But yeah, apparently this was just ornamental, this entire show. I was just talking into nothing <laughs> this entire show. So thanks for whoever pointed that out. I had no idea. Uh,
4: yeah, sorry about that, everyone. It's just one of those weeks where we're going to have uh, some some interesting things. But anyway, PlayStation Portal. Um, so we got the kind of full details on it this week. PlayStation blog put up. Uh, we have the details on our site if you want to check them out. But essentially, it is $199 in the U.S. Uh, retail. Uh, It is a remote play only. And what this means, just to clarify, because there's a lot of confusion on this. So it plays games installed on your PS5 and it connects over Wi-Fi. The correction is you do not have to be on the same Wi-Fi network as your house, right? So you can play this in your house and you can connect via Wi-Fi and play anything installed on your PS5. But you can also play it elsewhere, assuming you're connected to a, uh, a Wi-Fi or what have you, a network that has a good enough connection. So obviously, because you're playing over Wi-Fi, it's going to entirely depend on the uh, connection quality, how well games play. Uh, It is an 8-inch LCD screen, supports 1080p, 60fps. Um, I guess the big question on this, as you guys look at this, what's the market for this? I've seen some kind of analysts come out and say, basically ask that in an almost satirical way, like what's the market for this? And then I've seen uh, a couple other articles saying the market seems large for this. And people can't really seem to say from an opinion standpoint, from my point of view, um, I'm asking more of the satirical point of view, like what is the market for this? Um, Only because it's not, you're not natively playing anything. And I think one of the big question marks for me in this industry as we talk about cloud gaming and we've talked about xCloud and we've talked about Stadia and all these other things. It just feels like the market for non-native play is rather small. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's PlayStation. I don't want to doubt their brand loyalty and their brand power because it's huge. 199 is a pretty low entry point. I get that. Um, but it just seems like, um, I don't know, at least to me, it's not making a whole lot of sense.
0: So I I will say, I don't think there's a large market, especially in the United States. I think you get into more urban connected environments, like maybe a Japan, and it has more of an obvious use case. I think it's silly to not have a cloud component to this thing. It can remote play your PS5. Why can't it play the stuff that you stream through PS Plus? That doesn't make any sense to me. So it's it's a loser product for me, but I also don't claim to be the entire market. And I can see certain folks... With certain circumstances, you know, heavy commuters with a lot of connectivity maybe having a better use case than I do, but I think having it only be your PlayStation 5 is a silly restriction.
2: I think this is, yeah. I think people are, the reason people aren't getting this product is because they're often comparing it to like the Nintendo Switch or the Steam Deck, and to me, this is a competitor with like uh, Backbone products. You guys know Backbones? The... the yep the controllers that snap on the side of your cell phone. I think literally that, I think that's literally all it is, right? It's for people who maybe don't want to use their phone or sometimes the worst part of using a backbone to stream a game is it ties up your phone. Sometimes you just want to put the game down and send a text. And that's pretty tough. If you have the game playing on your phone and it it screws everything up. So I, I think uh, this is for PlayStation hardcore fans who like remote play and, being able to play their ga- games on a switch like device from their console and not taking up their TV. And that is admittedly an extremely small market in North America, probably uh, to Hoax's point, maybe it's a little bigger in Japan, but like I could see me playing a PS five game. And then my fiance being like, Hey, I want to watch a show on the TV. And I'm like, all right, cool. Pop on the TV and I'll play it on my, uh, my, whatever this device is called. I actually don't even a Portal. Portal. Uh, Portal. It's
0: a PSP. Everybody will understand.
2: PS portal.
0: Yeah. Uh,
4: PlayStation has become um, an Xbox, apparently. Yeah.
2: And uh, I I, I could see that use case, but is that worth $200 maybe to collectors or enthusiasts who've got, you know, $200 burning a hole in their pocket? But I don't don't think this will be huge. And to be fair, I don't think Sony is marketing it like it's going to be huge. Like, they're not really hyping it up. They're just being like, hey, here's a thing you can buy in addition that kind of adds something. And I would compare that to like a... You know, what's something that Nintendo's or the Xbox sold or something um, like the, it, connect- the, ac- the accessibility controller, right? Like something like that, where it's like, all right, this is for a specific market that wants it, oh, but we're not right. going to like do a full, you know, push for it. It's not going to be on our show floor at E3 as like the main thing that we're trying to sell. It's just sort of another thing they've got in their there. Well, your
0: use case is definitely the Wii U use case, right? Like that's what Nintendo tried to say is, oh, you can play it while your partner is watching whatever they want. Yeah, it's like yep. yeah, I guess.
4: Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, I guess is about the best answer. Um, so I, I yeah, I, I don't know, guys. Um, I, comments, you know, a lot of people. I think hoax point is is the most salient, which is uh, why can you not play? They're supposedly going to support more and more cloud, right? PlayStation is. Uh, why can you not play it that way? It's it seemingly made for it. You have to connect to Wi-Fi anyway why like why it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense just remote play it's remote play it's it's a remote remote play play. device yes
1: so basically you can do it on your phone
0: and
1: get the same effect
0: that's why travis is saying it's it's really just the controllers which is why it's a weird i don't know if you feel this way or not but like if you're going to attract early adopters. To me, I feel like your your hardware has to be a little bit sexy, a little bit interesting, and it straight up looks like they split a controller and slapped a phone in the middle.
2: Yep, it's it backbone. It's a backbone competitor. And I honestly think it's that market because there are people who play backbones and like to remote play on a smaller device because it allows you to play a PS5 game. You could play your God of War Ragnaroks on a small device and not take up the TV. I think that that is... I think that's... uh I think there is a market for that. I just don't think it's the biggest market in the world. And to be fair, again, I don't think Sony's marketing it. Like it's the biggest market in the world. I think they know oh, that this is sort of a niche thing that they're just kind of thrown out there. Well,
4: um, and, and you know, the one nice thing I would say is that one, uh, you get, obviously better than a backbone because you're holding you're holding a dual sense right uh and it does include all the haptics of a dual sense so you get that and the eight inch screen is going to be better than your standard phone screen right so so size wise so i mean i get it i will say uh we got we got this comment from nissa who says uh, i'm a casual gamer and i want this um and then scotty b said i'm on the market for this i have a strong internet connection while my wife plays her switch i can play on the psp psp and we can play on the couch together so i mean There Hopefully. you go. There's a couple a couple comments supporting. it. I
2: could see that. I and so. uh, to be fair, I bought a second PS5 because I needed one for uh, remote play in the back room when I'm working on reviews. And if this were available six months earlier, I probably would have bought this instead of a second PS5. So gotcha. even I even I kind of have a use case for this. That now now I don't because I just bought a second PS5. But I I could have <laughs> I could see myself. Of course, the
0: business modelers don't want to hear that. They killed a playstation 5 purchase for it exactly <laughs> but they
2: would have for sure for sure because sometimes it's just good to have like you know you're you're reviewing a game you're in the back and you're you need a reference um but, but ps5 is in the other room i would have to boot it up oh you know what i actually have it right here in my hand so i can like check things on the fly um that would be cool but i, I probably won't buy this
4: yeah, D- Dan, I was going to ask you because, I mean, you, you're often a use case for these types of things. Not you, but your household uh, with, you know, how many switches you own and different components for your kids connecting and stuff. Does this make any sense in your environment or not really?
1: No, nope. uh, not at all. <laughs> I can do everything I can on my phone. Uh, $200 is crazy. That's just crazy. The, the audio issues alone, you know, and whatever the hell they're doing, there's no Bluetooth. You basically have to hardline your Ear, they don't support
0: bluetooth instrument. headsets
4: oh yeah there's something no. weird with it too Wired i forgot to card. mention that you basically
1: have to yeah. buy that and their their $200 earbuds to actually get their whatever working uh it, it's just, it's just a mess and that part
2: seems crazy to me
1: yeah
4: the pulse explore they're called yeah. explore earbuds yes it's not great
1: their earpieces yeah I'm, I'm good with that i mean i the thing is you know I you say something about the switches i literally had to ask my kids I'm like where, where are all the switches <laughs> i wanted to grab it and i got three of them in this house your kids don't just put them back in the dock i don't know what they do with it man all i know is that <laughs> it, it drives me crazy They're like well i haven't played it for a while i'm like yeah but what sounds about like me? those kids need a strong
2: father figure uh, not me. <laughs> just <fun> in that <laughs> yeah, household
0: yeah. i'll see what i can find but i <laughs> will that on that one. I mean i'd love I'll to take credit but my girls just figured out that it doesn't have juice if they don't put it back in the dock uh, well
1: no
0: mm-hmm. it's it's it it's, it's, i'm good with
1: it I'm, I'm this is just another thing that i will not have it's
4: just, it just fair enough
1: kind of ridiculous
4: <laughs> yeah fair enough yeah so i guess we'll see um you know that's uh We'll see how that lands when it does launch. It's supposed to launch later this year. I don't think they gave an actual date. It just says later this year on the PlayStation blog. Uh, details on pre-orders will be shared in the near future, is what PlayStation said. And if it's anything like most modern PlayStation stuff, you may only see this from PlayStation Direct. So just be prepared for that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Well, speaking of weird headset stuff, did you, did you see Sony bought a headset company?
4: They bought Odyssey, yeah. Uh, which is the one I reviewed recently. This is Odyssey. And uh, if you're not familiar with Odyssey, they are higher end audio, um, kind of more audiophile like um, headsets and gear, not just for gaming, but in general. So, uh, pretty interesting. It's Sony. Sony has always played pretty aggressively in the audio space. As we know, they have their proprietary Tempest engine on the uh, PSV, PS5 side. And, uh, you know, they always have their own codecs and weird stuff with audio, which goes back to this whole Explore. The headset and the the earbuds are doing the same thing. It's like AI-driven, lossless audio. So uh, cool to see them continue playing in this space. I was kind of sad to see them having acquired Odyssey, especially having talked to them and kind of explored with this headset recently. Um, but the one nice thing is it says that uh, Odyssey, it's really just a monetary acquisition. They're still going to make products for all platforms is what they said. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, hey, I looked at your review. I just couldn't afford their product.
4: Yeah. they're not cheap not cheap stuff yeah but it's it's very good quality yeah which you know sometimes you do get what you pay for yeah sometimes um so uh one more super chat uh super super generous super chat from uh siddharth uh who yeah, has super chat before mindia so big yeah. big super chat so ten
1: thousand is that rupees
4: rupees yes rupees
1: hey guys buy you wanted... a lot
2: of uh zelda gear with that many rupees
1: what Damn it, it, guys. <laughs> <already been. laughs> hey guys just want to say have been playing uh armor core six since the uh second at launch about to reach the end absolutely blown away felt a bit cool in the first chapter uh, but man, the boss at the uh, chapter one, end is bigger, a bigger skill check and teaching. Boss wow. Wow. And even Jenny getting Chiro a, the, getting a I, I have, I have heard that.
2: And I was going to huh. see if you got past wow. that because uh, I haven't gotten to him that, yet. Apparently that's like learn the dance moves or get off the floor moment wow. in
1: this game. So uh, okay. first met game. Uh, and it looks like I'm out another thousand plus hours into it after Elden Ring. Fair enough. Chiro. Don't know any yeah, of get Yeah,
4: get, get, get Genichiro Sekiro. or Genichiro. He's from Sekiro, and he's considered—I there. will say, there's a few bosses in Sekiro that are no joke. Like, those guys will, will embarrass you. Um, and they did. You know, there's a lot of people who couldn't get past them. So, uh, in my opinion, Sekiro is actually the hardest from game. I, I don't struggle too bad with Souls and Bloodborne in those games, but Sekiro, for me, was definitely harder um but anyway i
2: think it's easy what is uh genichi remind, remind me that that boss i don't remember the name
4: yeah so you you actually fight a couple variations of him but he's the one not al but he's the one you fight on the roof that has the three stages and the third is the lightning if i'm thinking of the right boss oh you can yeah. correct me okay, if i'm not yeah gotcha mm-hmm. travis says everything is easy he just likes to do that don't worry about yeah.
0: him. he does like to do um,
4: that yeah I've look, over the years. look
2: I, I i will admit armored core so far is hard as heck for me. Like I also died to that helicopter fight a couple times times, um, but
0: I don't I mean, know I, what I it, it was because I died like three times. Then I had to go. And then I'm like, I'm just not interested in getting back to him. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll get up to it. I spent the money. Yeah.
2: That's a, that's a different problem. I think. Yeah. If you're, if you're getting interrupted, but like, I just stayed at it until I beat it, but I will admit armor core is tough and it, and it kicked my butt. I'm not above that, but there's something about Sekiro. That just it always clicked with me and I was I just never had a problem with it. but I really like that game.
4: Yeah. I mean, the one thing we always say with with from style games is uh, it's play style and, and your play style can be different from others and it can dictate like one of the most well-known things is, you know, I will struggle with a boss that Travis won't and he'll struggle on a boss that I won't just because we play games differently. Yeah. And Cause, so cause um, I'm like
2: a Perry bro. So Sekiro clicked with me, but I'm not so much a dodge bro. So I'm kind of getting my ass kicked in Armored core because it's all dodging. You know what I mean? And i the really opposite. Guy, I don't. I yeah. don't parry.
4: I'm a full dodge guy. Oh, so. dude, I'm perfect yeah. parry yeah.
2: all the way. So Sekiro just felt like uh, it just fit like a glove with my play style, and, and now I'm just like, oh, I've got. I can't block these. There's no deflect of the missile if I get the timing right. So
4: no, that's...
2: it's kicking my ass.
4: Yeah. So Cesar, thank you very much. Very generous super chat. Yeah. Really appreciate you. Thank, thank you man. for that. Um, he also just posted that Sony also has their own high end headphone division. Yes, they do. My father owns a Z1R, and it's incredibly high end. Awesome. Very cool. He said Z1R. That's... I started think I started thinking Corvette, but that's just the car guy. <laughs> they I'm also sorry sold about that. a
2: four thousand dollar Walkman a couple years ago. Like it was like I... a recent. Do you remember that? Oh,
4: like, like a throwback, right? It was like an yeah, homage to, so, yeah.
2: And it was a Walkman with like the best audio quality ever. And I was like, bro, you're selling a Walkman in like
0: two I had a Walkman Sport in seventh grade.
4: Yeah, dude. That's you, great. So you. Get, take it out in the rain just to show that it would still play even when it was wet yeah
0: hell yeah did you guys, you
2: guys ever get one of those skip free portable cd players that you know you could jog with it on your hip and it wouldn't skip yep. it wouldn't skip but it did. yeah skip. it skipped all the it damn did, time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <You> guys like <laughs> i remember that like i'm see that was in the 90s i remember i see yeah. I'm not that not that old or that young yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: You're not, not that, that old. Enough. You you had it right the first time. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm, honestly, they're both true. I'm not that old, but I'm also not. That
4: young. <laughs> that's that's very fair. <laughs> Very fair. Just um, remember when
0: Travis says something is easy, he was rolling around Elden Ring slaying dragons in his first ten hours. That's true.
4: <laughs> Elden Ring is not that uh, okay. Yeah, it's, not, it's but really it's, not that you bad. You and I
0: agree on that one. Elden it's Ring
4: not is bad. Pretty, It's
2: pretty easy. It's approachable. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, but most people are not going to be killing that dragon in the entry area when they're at level zero. Like that. That's different. No, that's I realize fair. I do, that's fair. I do have a skill advantage, but like th- 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 my point is that just. It is it is play style based. Like Sekiro made sense to me, and Armored Core doesn't make sense to my brain, yeah. and I'm having to like rethink how I do things to get good at it.
0: It's a lot more flying.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have trouble with that too. The three, the the Z-axis element kind of messes me up um, yeah it's but, it's I'll, screwed to me a
4: bit too because your your thrusters have a uh, overheat too right so like i keep getting in the habit of trying to thrust around constantly and then i'm like boo and i'm like i'm like oh i can't move now properly and i it's there's a balance there i've got to get into um yeah. anyway uh i think that's gonna wrap us up for today everyone i do want to shout out against the tide we showed it last week but she threw up another he or she excuse me threw up another um ai art this morning which just made me laugh and i do want to just say one thing um because especially on twitter we've already confirmed this through multiple comments and commentary but in case you weren't aware travis is in fact a ginger we've confirmed it um, i'm not this this is our latest He's and hilarious. i said dan almost also, looks like an old sully i love it um well, honestly, very that
2: is the most flattering picture of dan Hogue doesn't look like him at all. I don't know what the AI is up to. <laughs> Me, I get what they were going for, but why do I why do I have Hugo Strange's glasses? That's insane. <laughs> I, yeah, I just Ames like, looks AI like 47. Is, is bad, <laughs> uh, I will say this. I will say this. Dan's that Dan's, that's the photo of Dan that would appear during a GTA loading screen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, like maybe he'd have a gun or something, or he'd be carrying like some drugs or whatever. But or he'd, he'd have like a lady on the, to the side of him, like a lady. Kind of like
1: Breaking Bad, Mike. That's,
4: That's not- yeah. Game Fire just said it's Breaking Bad season gaming. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I
1: look so? Like
4: you guys child? all look
2: re- realistic cartoons and me it looks like they went abstract, like they wrote like
0: they did a <laughs> like, like Archie <laughs> cartoon character. You look like Archie. I don't know. I've never oh. think I've ever had a good
4: <laughs> How do I yeah, I can't. You gotta <laughs> No, you look just like- so,
2: yeah, your smile, Ains, is horrifying in that photo. Yeah. You look like, like a hitman. Hit, somebody's grabbing the ends of your face and forcing you to smile. I like it. I like it. I like also, it. It's Hogue, you looked like a camp counselor last week. This week, yeah. You look like uh, Don Draper at the very end of Mad Men.
4: <laughs> uh, that's like fun, it, though. Man. Ty, thank you for those. Thank you. Uh, sh- uh, they said it's Hogue on vacation, then they all joined them. There you go there you go I um i love it yeah they're giving us a definitely a good laugh so thank you for that um thank you for everything uh for hanging out sorry about the technical issues this week um next week will obviously a big, be a big show for us a lot of Starfield talk uh easily one of the most uh hyped games of the year and hyped games in a while so we'll see does it deliver we'll see we'll talk a lot next week as travis said he's been uh uh, helping a lot with the IJN coverage that you'll see this week. Embargo is August thirty first. You can play it August thirty first. So those of you, I know there's quite a few who have been anticipating this game for a very long time. It is only four days away. So for some, we'll talk a lot. We'll talk. A, we'll talk a, a lot about that um, next week, and uh, along with anything else that happens. And uh, other than that, I would say on the season gaming side, pretty quiet. Like I said, still kind of catching up uh, with Gamescom this week, especially. But there a lot of Gamescom stuff on the site, you can check that out. Check out Towerborn and our preview of that. Uh, outside of that, uh, obviously, stay tuned for our next cast. Co-op, Travis, anything you want to shout
2: out? Yeah, um, next week, or I guess later this week, uh, on Wednesday, the 29th, I I think that's right. 29th. Tuesday is the 29th. Tuesday? Tuesday, Tuesday. the 29th? Man, my video editor needs to get on that then. Um, On Tuesday, the 29th, my review of Trine 5, A Clockwork Conspiracy, will be live. Uh, I finished that review a while ago. Um, And then I've got a couple other previews. I think Skull and Bones is happening this week as well. And then on Thursday, the big one, Starfield. I have 120 hours into Starfield. I'm sure by the time we talk next week, it will be 200. I'm going to play even more of that game. And uh, I will have a lot to be able to talk about on Thursday. I'll probably tweet about it or sorry, Z about it uh, and let you guys know, um, (laughs) let you guys know how I feel there. And then uh, I'll have a lot to talk about on Thursday. Uh, I do a destiny show where I'll probably talk about Starfield there because I think everybody (laughs) on that show has played it. Uh, And then uh, and then um, I'll also talk about it um, here on sunday and i will have probably more to more opinions than everyone else here because i've played a whole lot of it um so yeah that's uh that's me this week got a lot of good stuff uh down the pipe and then i'm uh, looking forward to my next reviews which are lies of p which i think i'll start next week and then uh, uh lords of the fallen coming up here pretty soon
0: is Liza so. P that close too many souls games yeah uh, Liza
2: is. P is mid-september which means I'll get it probably early September like probably yeah it's, early it's three
4: early weeks time. away I think it's like September yeah. 17th or something it's not far I mean September's here so mm-hmm. yeah Hoag, anything you want to call up uh no I don't think so uh this is a lot
0: of fun I like talking about video games with you all I will probably only <laughs> have played Starfield for a few hours when we talk about it next week but I look forward to talking about it with Travis. He's always a positive force in the universe, always happy, go so lucky, loves everything. Loves I think everybody. So, so I think it'll be a fun conversation. I think people should get excited about that. It is a big, big release. And I think it's been a great year of enjoying video games. I wish I had more time.
4: Big agree. Big agree. So uh, anyway, hope everyone has a good gaming week. We will see you next week for the big conversation, of course. And uh, as always, thank you for hanging out with us. And we will see you next Sunday from space. Until then, peace.